and welcome to this very special High Sensitivity Gaming Awards show. People ask us, Barry, Craig, Craig Squared, what are your favorite games of the year, they ask. And I always tell them, you must wait for our climactic moment for us to share. (laughs) This episode on the first day of the new year is that moment. If it's your first time here, thank you for listening. We talk about video game and movie news as well as what we've watched or played over the week. My name is Barry, or the botched Jeff Keeley, the $20 version, <laughs> along with my esteemed co-hosts. Yes. My name is Craig. Um, I need something else besides Craig Squared for whenever <laughs> Craig Squared's here. Uh, yeah. If only you guys could see how ridiculous Barry looks right now. You would, I don't know, you could partake in the happiness that I see from seeing this man in a full suit and tie, hair perfectly combed, lighting specifically placed to illuminate his face. It's pretty great, but my name is Craig. Yeah, he is dressed to the nines. I am Craig Squared, the insolvable math problem, I guess. I don't know. Um... (laughs) Uh, happy to be here to talk about games of the year. Happy to put all of the hours that I spent not hanging out with family and friends to put into my first love, which is video games, and to talk about what the result was. <laughs> Everybody's first love here is video games. We definitely put everything second to, yes. to yes. everything else. Nothing else matters. Put it to the side. I say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but for this specific podcast, there is no talk of news or no. of movies. Or even of video games we've been playing. It's all about the games we've played over the year. And with that, the first award Mm. uh, for the high sensitivity games. Let's go over. The first category is best release slash director's cut. Yes. And I guess each of us will just take turns saying a name on the list here. Because we're making this up as we go along, despite all of my planning. (laughs) Yeah. Ghost of Shishima, director's cut. Ooh. Death? Stranding director's cut. Ooh, GTA Definitive Edition. Alan Wake. <laughs> Pokemon Brilliant Diamond slash Shining Pearl. Ooh, and if I may add, may I add one to the list? I don't know if it's on. Sure, here, but, uh, throw it in there. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I believe, counts. It's on the bottom. Oh, it's on the bottom. <laughs> yes. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. See, you can't say plus Bowser's Fury because that's not a remaster. Well, yeah, I just said it because it's just it's (laughs) part of the game. It is. It is in the title of the game. We can specifically talk about uh, Super Mario 3D World in this particular. Sure. So the question I have before we get into this is, do we want to just pick one? Do we want one through three? How do you want to do this? Uh, I'd say if we can try to pick one, I'd say we should go with that. Okay. Like for, for the most part, like I'm looking at this list, and mm-hmm. some things stand out. Like sure. GTA Definitive Edition was a released mess. It was. And brought and while it it is better now, it you know at one point they were offering refunds on the game uh, yep. because it was such a mess. So. And I believe oh. Sony pulled it off their store at one point as well. Yeah. Oh, talk about Sony. a Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Yes. The old Cyberpunk treatment. Yeah, I do think that one can be the first one to go. I am still enjoying playing through it, but it was definitely a mess at the beginning. It's okay now. They fixed the rain issue where you couldn't see. That's gone. Um, but I still think it doesn't stand up to these other ones. 
So strike it off the list, Barry. Take it out of Please. here. Oh, it's out. You Get guys it? won't Gone. see that anymore. Yeah, I can. Yeah, good job. Uh, if I had to take out the next one, then uh, it's going to be Mass Effect Legendary Edition. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know that I know that like people were happy to get one through three here, but when you think about what they've done, it's really only one that got any sort of upgrade from it. Two and three were pretty much left to their own devices. And on top of that, like Mass Effect, once that remaster came out or Legendary Edition, I haven't heard anything about it since then. Like nobody is screaming this game's praises from the heavens or anything like that. And Maybe it's just because Mass Effect is just the old, you know, version of storytelling in a way, but it it doesn't feel like it was, it didn't do anything to make the game better. It didn't add anything new, like with Ghost Tsushima, or with Death Stranding, or with, you know, Pokemon or Super Mario 3D World. Like most of the game is still the same, where they could have probably maybe added a bit more to it with quality of life updates. I I think, yeah. I think this is the this is also the second one I would get rid of, but. If anybody's going to defend it, it's going to be Craig Squared over here because he thoroughly enjoyed playing through all of them, correct? Yes. So this is where I have to kind of tailor my feelings here because Mm -hmm. I played it as a first player. So I hadn't experienced the Mass Effect story at all. Um, I hadn't experienced any of the, especially with the first one and, you know, the lack of uh, driving controls or at least like honed in driving controls and such. I haven't experienced any of that aspect. Um, it jumped off the list. It jumped off in my mind immediately, but that's because I uh, was thoroughly moved for the first time um, and probably not the only time in my life by the Mass Effect storyline and the choices that you make and such like that. So to me, it jumps out more than some of these other ones, but it's because I went through it for the first time i laugh i cried i i screamed i said why did you take that person for me or why is this person still here so i, I went through that so, so what would you take off i don't think i don't think 3d world did enough compared to some of the other ones on the list for me that's fair um and it's it's kind of where you get like this is it's almost like a game of survivor when you get down to like three or four you don't want to vote anybody off mm-hmm. but you have to and i enjoyed that game i don't I'm want not to completely okay with voting everybody off if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> listen 3d world is the one that i enjoyed out of like there's two on here that i really enjoyed that would be one of them but just like in your case that was the first time i played through 3d world at all so like I enjoyed it because it was a good game. I guess then it would have to rely on like I'm okay cutting it, but like is there a big enough difference there, Barry, between the original and this one? There, there. The only difference is you slightly run faster. Okay. So if so we're it, like yeah, you got to look at it as a remaster. Did they do work to it? Mm-hmm. And Barely, I don't think they if did. Anything, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we got that new Bowser's Fury, but we're not judging based off of that. We're Correct. judging solely on how much work went into making the game better and it doesn't seem like there was much like i love 3d world love it and same thing with mass effect i love mass effect i bought that thing the day it came out i played like for two days and i have not touched it since Mm -hmm. but i've also played through mass effect one and three multiple times so there wasn't enough there for me to be like this is so much different than the original mass effect which wasn't great 
that I think it deserves to be up there. So I would cut both personally. Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to cut Super Mario 3D World. I think that makes the most sense there. So we're starting to get down to some of the, some of the other ones on here. For me, like the two I know I'll fight for mm-hmm. is uh, brilliant uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl mm-hmm. and probably Alan Wake. Uh, other than that, you know, Death Stranding, besides the meme that it's the only strand, you know, there's only one strand game in the world, guys. Yep. And this it's is only Death one. Stranding. Yeah. It's only one. So um, I've if, if we don't talk about it here, we won't get to talk about it at all. Uh, I didn't even but, play it, though. Yeah. And I didn't play the Death Stranding director's cut and the original Death Stranding. I played for like, what, six or seven hours before I stopped. Yeah. Um, oh, you, didn't, you didn't want to be a glorified FedEx no, guy. No. <laughs> Let me throw this out there for you, too, Barry, since the Alan Wake thing, like obviously it's known that Alan Wake is one of my favorite games from the 360 PS3 era. Um, one of my favorite games of all time. But as a remaster, they didn't do much. OK, they, they didn't. Um, they upscaled it, right? They didn't redo it. They just upscaled it to 4K. So it's not a true 4K. The controls are identical, um, which were they're passable, um, but they could use an overhaul a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think I love Alan Wake, but I don't know that it stands, in my opinion, up to like a Pokemon. Because that's so a, we, that, that's a remaster, right? So, yeah, like so probably yeah. together we could say like Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl probably deserves at least one or two here. Yep. Like, oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Two. Go ahead. And well, well, what I want to ask Craig is he was the one that played Ghost Tsushima uh, yep. and has played it recently more. So, you know, do do you feel like the director's cut of Ghost Tsushima is is viable being on this list? I know it came out with DLC and from what I heard, the DLC was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think it's viable to, to leave it on the list. Um, going past the the whole graphics side, the whole visual side, because I mean, playing it, playing it on the PS5 and, and seeing the difference was quite lovely. However, um, the Iki Island edition of the DLC did transcend it a little bit in my eyes. Um, it was one of my favorite games for a while. I, uh, what I did and I did incorrectly is I played through a lot of the story that I already did when I should have just jumped to Iki Island just to take, take a look at it. But when I finally did, the storyline is actually, it, it meshes well with everything that's going on. They kind of introduce it well and you fight um, a different type of enemy. It's more like a psychological type of enemy. They find a way to basically, uh, if, if you're thinking of like an, an a guardian guardians of the galaxy kind of way, just like create this mass of people who don't know what they're doing, but are acting violently. Um, I guess that's not necessarily a spoiler alert for whoever played guardians, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll obviously talk about that game at some point, but yeah. Um, the quality of life changes are nice. They really listen to feedback. I think it deserves to be on the list, but you know, we are getting down to the last the last survivor and we need to see what who we tell jeff probes here so i mean (laughs) shining pearl shining pearl brilliant diamond shining pearl makes a heavy case for it like if this was a court of law it 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 makes a heavy case so yeah so is it fair to say pokemon and ghost of tsushima would be the two and then and then 
Craig, you have to make a strong enough argument since you play Ghost and we didn't that yeah. it's better than Pokemon. Yeah, let's say that. Okay, because like for think? for the mo- for the most part, for me, like it's it's Pokemon. Yeah. Probably probably Ghost of Tsushima if right. if I were to do it. And none of us played Death Stranding, of course, the director's cut. But oh. like I've read up on it, like that game added a whole bunch of like you know. Um, quality of life changes and made it so the game was a little bit easier for people to enjoy more of. And even so much as like other gaming industry people decided that, hey, I've, I've fallen in love with this game again because yeah. of all the new stuff they added. And, so and, it for me, it's more of like, you know, Pokemon 1, Ghost Shishima 2, and then Death Stranding and maybe Mass Effect could be switched around for 3 there. But uh, other than that, like those two for me are probably set in stone and Pokemon should probably take it. And to be fair, Death Stranding did need a bunch of quality of life changes. Yep. So I'm glad they did address that because there was with traversal and I don't know, like Craig, you said you played it for like seven or eight hours. Mm-hmm. Barry, I don't know how long did you beat it, Barry? No, I got pretty close, but that was all the original. I never played the, uh, uh yeah. the remaster director's cut definitive edition. It took a, it took, <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid it name. Took, <laughs> it took a lot to get through that game. Yep. And when you had your your classic style storytelling that you're used to, that was what kept me in. I was like fighting for the next cutscene, it felt like. Um, because that was my favorite part of the game. So like them adding the quality of life improvements is also a nice change for them. Or well, a nice a smart thing for them. Um, But I don't know if you guys had the reasoning that I did. I looked at it and I was just like, I just don't want to, I just, I don't know if I, I was struggling if, if I wanted to restart the game, like entirely, like a couple of months ago, I told myself, maybe I'll play death stranding again. And I'm still struggling with that. So (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't going to play that, especially with all the new games coming out around that time frame as well. Uh, Word of mouth on how good this director's cut is made me consider trying it again. Um, but again, it comes down to it's so far down my list of games that I need to get through that, like, I just don't know when I would get to it at this point. Yeah, but exactly. the here. fact that enough people are saying that it's much better now is a testament to the remaster or director's cut or whatever you want to call it. Um, but me personally, I think it's. My personal opinion, I think it's Pokemon and then Ghosts for me. I think Pokemon did the most, completely redoing how it looks, um, quality of life improvements as far as, I mean, they used the same battle system, right, that they've been using, but it was different from the original. Um, so I don't know. I just think that they did the most work, yeah, what in my would opinion. You, yeah, what would you guys say, or Barry, since you would be making a, the case for what would you say would be your top three like favorite things they did with with uh brilliant diamond and shining pearl well uh one it it's pretty much just like the the art style of it uh the chibi style was something that i wasn't a big fan of at first but i start to realize if what they're trying to do is like re-envision the the older games so over the top like of the world like from the trainer's head chibi style makes sense and when you go into battle mm-hmm. there is uh, it's back to like almost like X and Y type of graphics there. So I think graphically it takes a big step. 
from from other standpoints, you know, the the gameplay is now easier where the game tells you what moves are super effective or not super effective. And that's good for other people uh, like for me as much as or for us as we played Pokemon, we kind of know what's yeah. to what now. Yeah. But it is nice for people who get to, um, who are new More to accessible. the accessible. Yeah, because it, yeah. there are a lot of typings and there are a lot of weaknesses, not weaknesses, what doesn't work and that kind of thing. It helps the people in general. I also just think that um, this this game was the first game to be put Pokemon game to be put on DS and how they do like the legendary sequences, I think even looks better than what they did on the on the original DS with the switch and getting to bring these these games that prop like I don't think a lot of people when we were growing up with Pokemon like and this is probably my own fault, too. I kind of stopped with Emerald. Um, mm-hmm. Diamond and Pearl got missed out. Black and White got missed out. But this, for me, even though Pokemon is kind of the same formula still, Diamond and Pearl is fresh. It feels fresh. And whether that's because I don't remember playing Diamond and Pearl as much or even finishing it is my personal opinion. But I feel like Diamond and Pearl has done enough to make it so not only it reaches out to old fandom, but also appeals to the new new kids as well who are playing pokemon i think that's why like for me like it's one without without question yeah i just think like i played the original i never beat it but i played it and i just think there's enough there that if you didn't know you could buy this game and be like oh this is just the next pokemon and not know that it was originally out how many years ago now just because of it looks modern right like it doesn't look like it's a game that came out 10, 15, I don't even know. Was it 15, 20 years ago? Something like that. Um, so I, I don't know. I just think they did a good job of the people who are fond of this game are going to be like, I remember all this and this is great. And then the people who never played are going to be like, oh, this is just another new Pokemon, but it's good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think they did a lot of work. So again, I I also agree that it should be one. That is a, that's a tough argument to follow. Um <laughs> No, I, I mean both. Both of them are. Uh, if if I had to make a case for Ghost of Tsushima, like what they did with the PS5, is they at least that's what the platform um, that difference that I personally went through PS4 versus PS5 is they took the haptic feedback and they took. Um, a lot of the things that the PS5 can do, and they made it more immersive in terms of where you were. Like when your sword connects, you can feel it through the controller. Um, like, not like the classic like Dual Shock Rumble feel, but like a more like authentic feel. And that kind of created the experience a little bit more. They were doing things like if you pet animals in the game, you can feel that they they had like a specific vibration that made you feel the fur. Um, so it made you could it feel ma- fur in, in a way <laughs> you could feel that you were in, embracing the animal, so to speak, um, which doesn't sound better. But anyway, uh, so it made it made an immersive game more immersive. Uh, and I didn't think that there was any way more you could do that, because once you start, once you turn that game on, you're in it like the game does a really good job of that. Um, Iki Island, I'm going to s- put it to the side because i already talked about it it's a new island with about 15 to 20 more hours worth of gameplay that they kind of put everything together so that it fit well 
with the flashbacks you were getting of Jin's past, in addition to him trying to discover and destroy this new enemy that had the potential to be worse than the enemy he was already facing. And that's basically what they did with that DLC. And I didn't feel forced. It felt natural. And you could completely avoid it if you wanted, because it's another island. Uh, that's the, the, the strongest aspect of it is that, I mean, like I have to go back to the visuals. So that's why I feel like you guys are making a better argument for uh, Shining Pearl and, or Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, um, because it can't just be about the fact that I played it on a PS5 instead of a PS4. And then there's better vibrations <laughs> and, and they, they add 20 hours of game content because there's a bunch of games out there doing that, you know, re-releases and not buy, you know, um, Bioware added a bunch of stuff into that, or they actually, they, sorry, they coupled everything into one. Yep. So you didn't have to worry about it. So, um, but 3d world did that. So that's not an argument, you know? So it looks like we have a winner. And I'll I'll right. bow out because <laughs> it looks no, like it's we a have close a too. It, it, yeah. No, like Ghost of Shima is a close too. Like what you've mentioned uh, with Ghost of Shima, I'm willing to put that as a two. And like for for Death Stranding, which we won't mention too much about anymore, uh, you could almost put that almost the most improved game. Yeah. After yeah. um after all of that, so the winner for best re-release and director's cut, Pokemon winner. winner. Brilliant Pearl or Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Yeah. Yeah. The, yes, the crowd goes wild. Oh, man. I know. I know they're all man. That's quite a crowd. Yeah, we're, we are not filmed in front of a live studio audience. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, it took us 22 minutes to figure out the, the best remaster. Yeah. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how long it takes the other ones to get through. Um, but uh, next next up for us, let's see here. I've, Craig's got something. T- Winner. Okay, yeah, there we go. That's a good go. one. That's a good sound effect as well. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, right. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree with that one. All right. This next, next uh, one is all you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two on the yes. uh, on the category list. Best anime game. <laughs> Give me one. Tales of Arise. <sighs> Near replicant version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. Scarlet Nexus. Shin Megami Tensei five. Let me get this out of the way quickly. The only one I played out of all well, I did play Near Replicant. Tales of Arise is the only one I played a significant amount of time with. Near Replicant, that beginning was super obnoxious and frustrating and I hated it. <laughs> it was so bad. Um so that's where I, f- I did play Scarlet Nexus, but also there was so much talking that I hated it. So you guys can fight amongst yourselves. My pick is Tails. Um, <laughs> Make it easy. If I can step in as well. Yep. Can we just take Scarlet Nexus out of the running? Because it's, be- <laughs> it's not better than these three games. I'm, I'm sorry, but Scarlet Nexus has an actual <laughs> anime, sir. There's an actual anime of Scarlet Nexus. None of these games have that. It's true. This game would have been Scarlet Nexus would have been great if they would shut up. <laughs> there is so much talking in this game it's that wild. I was on board with this game. And after like four or five hours, I could not take how much they talked. I was like, you guys need to shut up. It's so bad. 
So no, no, Barry, no. <laughs> but like, but like, here's the here's the here's the question, Barry. Do you think with Scarlet Nexus they actually develop the characters enough with all of the talking that all three of us experience? Well, <laughs> because... here, here here's what's here's where Scarlet Nexus stands out between all of the other anime games is the fact that Scarlet Nexus is the only original idea on here. Tales of Arises from the Tales series. Near Replicant mm-hmm. is also a remaster of Near Gestalt and Near Automata. <laughs> and you also have Shin Megami Tensei Five, which in the title is the fifth entry in the series. Are you really fighting for Scarlet Nexus I'm not, over I'm, Near? I, I'm not fighting <laughs> it. Are you doing like uh, Devil's Advocate or something right now? I thought I'm that would have been an easy I'm show one. you guys that just because the characters talk a lot Get it doesn't out mean of here. the game is bad. Like, the, like... The, the thing is, is like, I actually really love all four of these games. It's really hard for me to pick a one here, uh, but kicking it out of the list is is hard for me because like Ow. for me, Tales of Arise is great. I like Tales of Arise is yep. my favorite uh, anime game. Like I, I have that as first number one. Tales of Arise, if if we want to end the discussion there and all three of us agree, that's fine. Yes. But I mean, I do also not <laughs> do not doubt what Scarlet Nexus has done. And I do doubt it. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. So like, this is the way I see it. I put about, I just finished putting about a hundred hours into Shin Megami Tensei five. Um, I had to play another game. Um, and I know you guys already talked about it. It's not persona five. It is Atlas, but it's not persona five. I don't care about the characters at all. It's just nice to play and collect basically Pokemon demons and then fuse them with more Pokemon demons against their will, and then do the same thing for a hundred hours until I have the best demons that are named after angels and like the craziest and most influential beings in like Hindu folklore and Egyptian, well, not folklore, sorry, Hindu religion, um, mythology, and mythology. Mm-hmm. And that's where it stands. I, Honestly, from 70 to 100 hours, don't know why I was still playing because it's a lot <laughs> That's of grind. a long time. I know it was. And I had to like keep asking myself, why am I playing this game? I had unwrapped games that I wanted to play. Guardians of the Galaxy mocked me for like, mm-hmm. like every day of that. Like, why can't you just play me? Like you bought me. And I'm like, I know I bought you. Like, you know, like, it's you know, it's just like Shin Megami Tensei is... Like, if I had to do it, Barry, I don't know how long you want this discussion to be, if you want it to be 22 minutes, but let me just break it down for you right now. It is Tales of Arise. It's Tales, Nier, and then we could battle it out on Shin or Scarlet, but it's Tales, Nier, Shin or Scarlet. That's what what it is. (laughs) The only thing I'm fighting for actually here is that we don't just kick it off the list. We add a fourth fourth to this, and it's Scarlet Nexus. It doesn't belong. It it does not belong. (laughs) Because like I I absolutely agree like uh like Shin Megami uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is fantastic and like I put that also in my three and it's a strong three mm-hmm. like I wouldn't rank Scarlet Nexus above any of these three but Scarlet Nexus should just we should just leave it I don't want I don't want to kick it off the list I want it to stay there okay winner winner Tales of Arise no yeah Tales everybody of Arise. gets Sorry. a participation trophy Barry. Except Scarlet Nexus because it sucks. It has my participation trophy, and that's all that matters. Because we can all... be on your list, but it still sucks. Yeah, I mean, we all participated in it, but <laughs> no, I I would honestly say I don't think it's terrible because I think the gameplay is very good in Scarlet Nexus. I just hate everything else around. And it. it's better now, is it? Like, yeah, I refuse because... to play it again. 
I know I know you're not going to play it again, but yep. I did tell you that they updated it. And is it less talking? No, it's still exactly. talking. But the gameplay <laughs> actually talking. got more fun, and that was uh, uh, and that was something that was hard to imagine for me. Is the gameplay like while sometimes can be frustrating with missing moves, it almost feels like Kingdom Hearts in a way, and uh, like you're hitting stuff a lot more in that kind of thing. Okay, like I said, yeah. this isn't a, this isn't an argument for Scarlet to move up anywhere on the list, but do not doubt what that game. It. It's an original idea and has an anime. The only one that has an anime on this list. Tales one. That's all that matters. Tales it's Tales. Tales one. <laughs> Give me that next category. Number three. This is good. Best music. You gonna say one? <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> Just give me a second. <laughs> He's so choked up on the music, he wasn't yeah. ready. There you go. <laughs> Marvels, Guardians of the Galaxy. Near replicant, Halo Infinite, Far Cry Six, Forza Horizon Five. Hmm. All right, Barry, I can e- I I can easily kick don't one off. Don't fight here. me on one of these, Barry. I can easily kick one out. Which was... one? Forza Horizon Five. That's fair. You can get rid of that one. Cool. I wanted right. to put it on there. I specifically put it on there because they do a very good job of getting a good mix. They always have. That being said, I think the last Forza Horizon had a better soundtrack, but I just wanted to give them props for getting going out there and getting every genre pretty much. Yeah, I absolutely agree with like the Forza Horizon 4 track I thought was better. Yeah. Yep. And I just think on top of that too, like we're and we've talked about it before, we're missing integration in this game where I can just play my Spotify pay- playlist. Like they did last time, except it was yeah. not Spotify, it was something else. Yeah, so like I know like if you want to now you can technically download Spotify under your Xbox, yep. have Spotify playing over Horizon or Forza Horizon five and that's cool. How you do Which it. is what I did while I was yeah. playing it. Yep. So yeah, that, that's why I <laughs> So in that case it I'll, would be it would get best music. Right. Then. But the last one was <laughs> it's it your it was, music. It was yes. either it was either Forza Horizon four or Forza Horizon three, where whatever Microsoft's music streaming platform, which is gone now, I believe, it was like Groove or something. I don't remember what it was called, but they yeah, had one. Yeah. And I remember when Horizon came out, they gave you like a month free of it. So the best part of at that time was it was your own music, but because it was a Microsoft owned thing, it incorporated the DJ into your music. So it would okay. still have like my favorite part is the DJ saying random stuff. And if you just use Spotify, you don't get that anymore. So you, they would still give you the DJ and then it would cut to your music, which is nice. But they don't do that on this one, so for sure that one can go. Don't fight me on this other one, though, Barry. Which one are you fighting them on? So I, I'm, I'm not trying to fight. Like I'm, I'm looking at all three of these, and I love the music four. for all three of them. There's four. Sorry, four, four. You're right, yep. four. Um, he, here's the thing that, like, the difference between, like, I could almost put two, like, in separate brackets. Okay. Far right. Cry 6 mm-hmm. and Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy okay. both have good music, but they're both copyrighted mm-hmm. music. Um, and I almost want to say, like, both of these games, like, appeal to my sense of music as well. Mar- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy has classic rock and some yep. other, like, original rock yep. as well. Far Cry 6 has Latin music, which I love as, like, as well. Like, both of those games have really good music yep. where Near Replicant and Halo Infinite are both original soundtracks mm-hmm. and it's really hard. Like I actually didn't think I'd have to like kind of figure out which one I like more because yeah. 
for me, like I have near replicants like vinyl. Like I've literally went out and bought that soundtrack. Um, Nerd. Be- Nerd. Because <laughs> because because I find near near replicants music that good. No, it's and, it's it's really good. And yeah. I know the Game Awards gave it best music score. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of of the same opinion that near should win win this in our category as well. Um, I guess if I had to like rank it after that for me is one is near. I, I almost want to put. Uh, <laughs> two Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, three Far Cry, six four Halo Infinite. That's. I that's my judgment. So I don't think you don't hold against a game if it's not original music. Right. And I'm not. Tr- yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because it's all about how it makes you feel when you play the game. And I think like Guardians of the Galaxy does a good job of that, like integrating that. But you expect to hear that. So it's a good I, good way of getting you into the mood of what you expect from Guardians. I will say this is the one I was I didn't think I would fight for, but I will fight for it a little bit here. Barry Far Cry six was a late addition for me, obviously, because I just started playing it after Christmas. And mm-hmm. I would say that, like, I'm playing the game and I'm like, yeah, this this is right up your alley, right? This should be what you're all about. Let me just tell you, it's all about like you want joy when you play games. When I called for my car, right? And then somebody from your uh what are they called again? Oh god. Uh I'm blanking. But um the your band of people who you are with, right? They drop okay. off the, they drop off your car for you, right? And I see it coming up the road and I'm waiting for it and I hear something and I'm like, no way he gets out of the car and I hear it. And I'm like, there is no way I get in the car. And what do I hear? Low and below Havana playing. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know what I mean? Like it just brought, it made me smile that like, it's not a song I expected to hear. It just kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, I have to put it on the list because it was a memorable moment for me to be like, that's hilarious that they got that on there. And there's some other songs on there too that are some bangers. There's some real bangers on there. They don't um, have like Ricky Martin on there. They do. Living yeah, the Vida Loca. Have, they literally have yeah. a, a Macarena gun. <laughs> I got yeah. uh, like yeah. you, you shoot discs. I, yeah, I got into three separate cars in like five <laughs> minutes, and and Living La Vida Loca played yep. in all three cars, and so I was like, good. they're just ramming it down my throat. Like, it's so good. I man, I just it. The music in that game makes me smile. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing that Guardians does, and I would say that like Halo is good. But it's it's Halo, right? You expect that instrumental music that's phenomenal. I don't know if they did new music. I heard a lot of the same old stuff. Um, if you want to go with near, that's fine. I just wanted to say my piece for Far Cry and Guardians because Far Cry made me laugh and chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Guardians did a good a job with their music. And you're right. Far Cry definitely did create the world with uh, mm-hmm. what you were hearing on uh, the radio of whatever vehicle that you were in. Um I, when I saw this list and then I looked at it like later, actually earlier today and didn't have a chance to alter it, I was surprised that um, Persona 5 Strikers wasn't on here. <laughs> um, mind them. But uh, looking at this, Guardians had the music for the moment. There was something about, so like I'm, I'm also, bear with me guys, I just beat Guardians like three days ago. So mm-hmm. it's still fresh in my mind, still off that high. Um, and just calling your teammates together and selecting the correct dialogue in order to boost 
your yourself and your team and hearing well i guess a song plays no matter what you do but hearing a song like in the background like cars or you know something that was like you weren't expecting like or something classic rock just like playing in the background while you're beating things to a pulp really set the mood for me and the thing with guardians is you go in expecting that already because clearly if you've seen at least one of the films, you know that they have the soundtrack like before they do. It, it seems like they have the soundtrack down before they even cast, mm-hmm. casted the movie, you know? Um, so like my, my, I lean there for like what they do and you're right. It is copyrighted material, but I want to lean there, but the near score or the near, the near score is pretty fantastic. Um, Near is a a lot of different adjectives that you could say about games and uh, uh, whether it's uh, replicant or automata, like they, the music does get it right. Mm-hmm. So it, like I'm torn and I'm still, I'm kind of leaning galaxy like with my heart. But did like you, did you ever do the group together and then afterwards got Rick Astley? Never going to give you up because I did. Yes. It, it, <laughs> it does not match at all, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it does. <laughs> so, like, the, the reason I wouldn't put Marvel, like, as number one is because, and, like, I think Craig and I have talked about this moment before. Like, when they decide to do that moment of, like, the team up, mm-hmm. it can sometimes be almost take you out of, yeah. like, the groove and battle mode that you're in. Mm-hmm. And, I stopped using it. Yeah. Because it took too long. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, like, it's not like this quick thing. You know, you press the huddle up and you get an animation and then you get everybody walking up to you and you get everybody's thoughts. And then if you get it right, it's not like it it just, you know, everybody just goes, yeah. And then the music starts playing and you get a damage buff. Where with Nier, I always find that the music is accompanying and never distracts from when you're playing Mm. Uh, and that's the difference to me is where had the had the music been like put in a way that didn't disrupt my gameplay so much that uh that would probably make it higher on my list that might make it number one if i wasn't so biased for near which i am (laughs) but that that's kind of the difference between the two for me there um and like that's something to say about halo like uh, Halo, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that as well. When you're like flying around, killing enemies, and you're you're on point, and that classical Halo theme music kicks in, yes. your that mindset is I'm in. Like mm-hmm. I've entered the Matrix, uh, <laughs> trademarked. Yep. Uh, stamp on that one. Yeah. And and that's how like near makes me feel, and Halo also does that seamlessly, where in like Far Cry 6, it's pretty seamless. It doesn't really disrupt the gameplay, where in Marvels it does. I'm fine with Nier getting it. I just wanted to get my opinion on Far Cry out there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm cool with Nier. You guys have a love for Nier that I don't. This one, not the previous one. I love the previous one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, did any of you guys accidentally call the huddle up when you were had, like an insane combo or like are in the middle of an insane combo, you like getting the right guardian moves together. Because since you mentioned that like about the huddle up, taking you away in like your transition or something, 
I can think of a couple of times I accidentally pushed like L1, R1. And then I was like, oh, come on. Like I was just about to set Gamora off and then set like Drax off and then get like, you know, Rocket in for the kill. So like, I just had to say that because like, you probably guys, you guys probably. Yeah, early game I did for sure. I only used it when I was about to die to save myself. It's kind of like it's kind of like a get out of jail card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I just stopped using it because it was took too long. All right. Winner for best music. Winner. Near replicate version 1.2247448713 dot dot dot. Yes. The next category. Oh, I'm hyped for this. Most hyped mm-hmm. game of 2022. <laughs> uh, I can see what, see what did. you did there. <laughs> yep. Horizon Forbidden West. God of War. Gotham Knights. Saints Row. Breath of the Wild 2. Elden Ring. <laughs> Forspoken. Bayonetta 3. Oh my god. Ho- Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. And the winner. Scorn. Can we just go with all of them? <laughs> like, no, me- Scorn's the answer. Barry's been so pumped for Scorn ever since it got announced. <laughs> I mean, it looks good for me. He enjoys. No, it looks terrible. <laughs> he enjoys all the penis shapes. <laughs> There's a reason this game like has been delayed, and no one said anything about yep. it. Nobody wants this. <laughs> they, were feel, they were feeling some sort of scorn. Yeah, yeah, What'd yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> like, oh it, man. It, like for me, like I- I'm I'm more along the lines of like games that we're gonna guarantee that maybe come out this year, and like I still don't know if Scorn's coming out. I still don't know if Breath of the Wild Two is gonna come out. That's not even probably the title of it. It's probably something weird. Yeah. Um, but I look at these other games, and you know we have the two titular uh, Sony, you know, kind of storytelling games yep. with Horizon and God of War. Gotham Knights, of course, which I've seen more of and I've gotten more popular with. Saints of Row, or sorry, Saints Row. I'm not sure why I said Saints of Row. It just got pushed, too. Saints of the Breath of the Wild. Saints Row has been more of, like, Craig's area of expertise where I didn't really necessarily grow with it. I did love how, like, not serious Saints Row took itself. Elden Ring, uh, probably going to be the worst game of the year, if I'm being honest. Uh, (laughs) And I'm just being facetious there. Um, Everybody is excited for this game, but I have a feeling it's just going to be another Souls game and it's Mm -hmm. just going to be open world. I'm literally going to take the difficulty of Dark Souls and the open world of Breath of the Wild and slam them together and see whether or not a cohesive cohesive game is brought out of it. Forspoken, I've kind of uh, gotten a lot more of. I'm looking more forward to Forspoken the more I see of it, just because it's kind of... it's, It's this question mark that i don't know too much about that game hogwarts legacy uh i i'm not going to judge that game until i see more because all we've seen is a title screen yes yeah Uh, suicide squad looks more like guardians of the galaxy which makes me think that it might not be as like this cool original take as i want it to be it's still gonna be very good um and scorn (laughs) score so so scorn's the winner I, I don't know racing. what you guys feel. St- if if you guys have three you're strong about, what are they? Yeah. Oh, man. I will Go give ahead, you Craig. the three that I'm most excited for would be God of War. On this list, I'm saying God of War. 
probably it's a hard list man yeah god of war saints row and man man oh man probably honestly probably even though we don't know anything probably hogwarts legacy just because it seems like something new i'm just glad you didn't say scorn (laughs) but i think i in my mind there's a in those three there's one that's leaps and bounds above the other two personally what about you other other craig craig squared so um just for whenever my wife whenever my wife listens the answer is stray if it comes out the answer is stray yep okay i actually am excited about that game but there's a bunch of others that that i'm a lot more excited about but i i have to say elden ring i'm gonna follow the hype it's i don't know what george rr martin's gonna do in terms of helping the cause but it can't hurt just don't ask him to finish a book um horizon horizon's on my list it's got it's got to be elden this is going to sound like all right elden ring god of war horizon that's it okay okay and there's a lot of close fourths like or i guess close thirds (laughs) you know yeah that's a tough list man because i i I want hogwarts and i'm excited for first spoken too like i'm super excited for first spoken i wasn't at first but i am now what are your three barry so like for me i'd probably go for spoken And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm 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 literally like changing things in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Squad, okay, and probably God of War. I want to say Horizon, but to be fair, I also haven't finished the first Horizon yet. Me neither. So I am willing. Yep, me neither. I'm working on the first Horizon. Like that's getting done by the end of January. It's on no my matter, list. <laughs> no matter what I have to do. Oh, it that. just gets but so much so darker, guys. You guys, I, I don't want. Yeah, like I, I'm excited for Horizon, but I don't feel like I deserve almost to be as hyped for, for Horizon because I never finished it. So I'm taking that out of it. So I think God of War, Forspoken, and uh, Suicide Squad. And Suicide Squad is kind of not as hyped for just because I, um, I think it's more or less just because I like the movie as much as I did. That if they do anywhere close to that type of thing with the game, it's yeah. going to be a really fun game. Hey, hey, Craig, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Based off of how much you hear Barry and I talk about it, are you surprised to not hear Breath of the Wild come up <laughs> out of either of our mouths? I mean, IGN just gave Breath of the Wild best game of all time. You serious? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't so, even watch that video. Jesus. On a side note, if you want to get angry, go look at their top 100 games of all time because it's oh a train God. wreck. It's an absolute train I, wreck. I can't but watch IGN anymore. They're terrible. They're, that's beside the point. They're awful. But anyway... um. Yeah, I guess a little bit because of everybody's love for Breath of the Wild, but we don't even know if it's coming out this year. We haven't even seen anything yet. Like, true, you know what I mean? So it's it's I understand why you don't have it on there, but there's there's one game that's common between all three of us. So I think it makes it pretty easy, right? God of War. How can you winner? How can you not be excited for that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's going to be it's going to be legendary. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Dairy. Got it. Now for the fifth category. Yeah. Biggest disappointment. Boom. Battlefield 2042. Who said Call of Duty Vanguard? <laughs> How dare you? Go ahead. I did. Uh, 
Balin or is it Balin or Balin? Balin Wonderland. Uh, as the it. as the resident Balan Wonderland <laughs> expertise, it's Balan yes. Wonderland. Balan Wonder. I wanted to give it the respect it deserved because of it how good it was. Any <laughs> He's not wrong. I played it too. It's awful. Back <laughs> for Blood. NBA 2K22. Death loop. I can't believe you guys are going to make say it, Barry. Say it. Kana, Bridge of Spirits. Yes. Winner. Not for me. Uh, if I'm looking at this now, um, like, and we'll get to it in other categories, but I think the biggest disappointment for me is definitely Battlefield 2042. Really? Mm. That game was trash. We'll just throw that out there. It's not good. Um, and what, why is that? Because I I honestly haven't played Battlefield, but I didn't expect, I thought, I thought it was going to be Wonderland. Um, (laughs) so Wonderland. So, so here's the thing about biggest disappointment. <laughs> disappointment terrible. means I had hope. You did it. have hope for that, though. No, I didn't. It was a joke. Come on, you bought the, it. Uh, you yes, bought I it. Bought it as a you meme. It with money, you I bought it as a meme. It was I played it. He bought it. Meme game, but like he uh, thought it was going to be a sleeper hit when he bought it. That's what happened. Balan <laughs> Wonderland. I would agree is probably the worst game yeah of, uh, of 2020 but nobody no you're right nobody expected it to be good exactly so that's why i'm more along the lines of battlefield 2042 because with and i put battle and i put call of duty vanguard on here yeah, explain yourself the multiplayer because it's the multiplayer is a lot of fun and i enjoy the story but not everybody else does and most of the masses of call of duty players agree that this is a down year for call of duty most don't even play the single player though yeah yeah, i agree but with call of duty vanguard like not being the most popular of cods in recent years battle battlefield 2042 had years to get this right Mm -hmm. and it launches in a terrible state tons of glitches tons of game breaking bad balancing to it server issues server bad servers like you you'd think for a multiplayer only game take for example titanfall the first one um like that launched without too many issues but it wasn't as popular as of course the next on and interpretation of the game battle uh titanfall 2 where battlefield 2042 you know like it launched in this incredibly horrible state and it still hasn't recovered and i don't know if it ever will uh It would need, I think, it, it would need almost a No Man's Sky type of performance to yep. get it back into the good graces of people. And I was excited. Like, that's why it's my biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Because I was excited to play this game with my friends, but the reviews were so bad that my friends are not even getting this game. Like, I now have a group of people who are playing Battlefield and a group of people who are playing Call of Duty. None of them are wowed by it. But Battlefield is definitely the biggest disappointment and kind of had the the greatest range where it could have been really good and it could have done Battlefield is back. Yeah. But it, it didn't and it fumbled the ball. Um, these bottom four are all the ones that I put on there. Just run through them real quick because I don't expect any of them to win. Um, back for Blood, I did not like. I know you guys both did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just expecting the resurrection of Left 4 Dead, and I didn't get it. 
Um, so I was disappointed. Uh, NBA 2K22. I think it's more along the lines of like every year I feel like I play less and less of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not a whole lot going on. They added a lot to the uh, my player mode. They made it almost RPG like. But again, you have to almost have to pay to be anywhere decent and enjoy that game. Um, Deathloop. I know, Greg, you like Deathloop quite a yes. bit, right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was me personally thought it was boring so that's why i put it on there but i know everybody loves this game so i'm not like it was just me personally i think i got so hyped up for it that when i finally did play it i was just like i don't like this um but that's just me personally and then kana bridge of spirits barry (laughs) oh man that was another one that i was hyped up for and again i took a while to play it right um i think it looks gorgeous i think the gameplay is just bland super bland like there is in my opinion and i could be going too harsh on this i just feel like there's nothing going on in that game whatsoever other than pixar quality cutscenes, like phenomenal cutscenes, and like the game is beautiful absolutely beautiful i just thought the game play was n- boring but that's just me <laughs> how far did you get uh probably like six hours but you did you did unlock some of the other like combat like yep. things you get to use like the bow and arrow and whatnot. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. If you feel Just... that way after that, that's I perfectly am fine with that. I was afraid like <laughs> you're gonna tell me, oh, I played thirty minutes and I found it no. boring. I'm okay. <laughs> Making sure. All being said though, I think you're right. I think the answer is Battlefield. Me personally. Uh, it, it, I think it's you know like you make a good point with ba- Balan Wonderland where uh, <laughs> <laughs> Balan Wonderland where. <laughs> It's you have to have some type of expect uh, you have to expect something in order to be disappointed. So we all kind of looked at that game with a skeptic eye or eyes, and we were all completely right. Um, Maybe even like some of us more right than others in terms of how like how much of a flop that was. Um, Deathloop, I Deathloop got a lot of hype. It got a tremendous amount of hype. Game of the year, right? Yeah, PlayStation found some way to put like 45 minutes of it into every event they had. (laughs) Even when the Mm -hmm. other one had, uh, the previous event had 45 minutes of it. Um, I don't think it disappointed. I was very happy with the game. Personally, it's one of my favorite games that I played this year um, for a variety of reasons. And then, I mean, 2K22, they have to, like, I don't know, like, for an NBA 2K22 game to be a biggest disappointment, you would have to maybe get players' names wrong in the game (laughs) or have a basketball glitch out and you're not actually holding a basketball while you're playing the game. It's like a tennis ball. Like, you're going to have to mess up at that point. They're holding your wallet for how much you have to pay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Favorite transactions instead. Mm -hmm. And Back for Blood, I mean, a lot of us walked in expecting Left for Dead, myself included. I was happy enough with Back for Blood's route, but sad that I did not get Left for Dead again. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like when you watch any musical artists, like, especially, like, let's picture a boy band. When you see a boy band in their 50s, you're like, oh my God, what happened to the, the, the group that I loved so much when they were younger or like, you know, stuff like that, you know, it's kind of like 
there were some good things about it. It's a newer game, but Left 4 Dead recreated would have been enough for a lot of people, yeah. like with a better graphics, which is what it would have been anyway. Anyway, so like <laughs> I could see why they're on. I could see why you threw them on there, Craig. Um, yeah. I but I but shoot, Battlefields. What happened? If this was supposed to be the Call of Duty killer, it was supposed yep. to be the Call of Duty killer, <laughs> and. Can we, like, as a, a, a gaming nation, just commend people who actually drop successful multiplayer games with minimal, I'm going to say minimal, minimal server problems, like day yep. one, day two, day three. Because at this point, I know it's a hard thing to do. Like, you're going to have a bunch of people pouring in and at the same time buying this game, taking off work to play the game, playing for multiple hours. But it's such a mood killer when you spend 60 bucks on a game and the, it, the first thing that happens is like stuff like that. And when you combine that with the glitches, if you're only a multiplayer game, that's your bread and butter. That's your steak, your bread and your butter. Mm -hmm. So when you hype yourself up as the cod killer and you just kind of elevate and put people to cod and to halo, I guess, you know, later when halo uh, came out, you know, that's, it's a big disappointment because it's those two guys like together at the top, like battling for people's money and time. And what, what did they, come on, like, come Why, on. for the love of God, would you pick your first mission, mission, you know, they drop you in one with bots when you first start, right? That first time. Why would you pick the level completely covered in sand? <laughs> so that you, they drop you into this and I'm looking around and I'm like, this looks terrible. Everything's red. Why, why would they pick that level? It doesn't make sense. It was terrible. I, ugh, man, I was excited for this game just to play something different than Call of Duty. And it's just bad. What were they doing the past four years, three years? <laughs> it, it is hard to say. Uh, yeah. And we already have agreed that Battlefield 2042 was not really the winner, but the winner of this category. I will say second, though, for me. Winner! The second biggest disappointment for me is Back for Blood. I, yeah, yeah. I, have, a, I have a lot of the same feelings, and I, I, do, I do like the fact that that game tries to make things feel fresh with the, uh, with the card system. But uh, that game like kind of came out, and... You know, there were enough complaints from people where there was no offline progression to the veteran mode is extremely difficult for whatever reason, where yeah. kind of the middle mode is supposed to be a challenge and mm -hmm. um, like it's supposed to be normal where it feels like for back for blood. That's not it feels like veteran is, you know, OK, get get your crap pushed in. Yep. And then yeah, I've seen tough. I've even watched donkey's video on like the the hardest difficulty and like that just looks impossible i don't know how people do that yep but you have to really love a game to want to go through that yeah exactly. i mean at that point it's not fun no 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 All right. well we got that winner battlefield congratulations you suck <laughs> put that on the box <laughs> yeah put it on the box we'll do it live you can put our name on the box right next to it <laughs> number six best rpg mm. tales of arise Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Scarlet Nexus. Stop. <laughs> the Ascent. Chris Tales. 
First of all, I know which one's going first, and it starts with an S. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say that's not the best anime, but it is the best RPG. Stop! <laughs> you're giving me fuel. That's what you're doing. <laughs> but all right. this one's a no-brainer, right? Or no, yeah. maybe not. In my brain, no, it is, but it's not so Barry. My brain is not Barry's brain. That's so true. So for me, it's for me, it's Tales of Arise again. Thank you. Best okay. RPG. Okay. Um, yep. I I wanted to say for me actually, Chris Tales is surprisingly very very good it's um, real good yeah i i do recommend that game to anybody that wants to play like an rpg and you have game pass the mm -hmm. art style is oh man like the art style is awesome i love the art style reminds me of like uh almost like a i want to say like powerpuff girls yeah in a way <laughs> yeah <laughs> super good uh but i get it Scarlet Nexus get as much of his hate as everything else, but it is an RPG. Yep. And I did enjoy Scarlet Nexus. So I, I'll, I'll let it, you know, I'll this might be, this might be the easiest and quickest category for us. Yeah. Honestly, tails just like, I don't even think it's close. I, I think the closest second one is Pokemon, but I don't even think that's close RPG wise. It's, it's tails. Right, we, have, we have an agreement then, Tails. It's, it's it's hands down, Tails. Play it again. Here we go. Winner, winner. <laughs> Just goes to show it. that like Tails got gypped at the Game Awards. Like it did. It did. It it deserves <laughs> a lot more love than what Jeff Keighley did it. And I'm the twenty dollar Keighley, and I'm giving it the love it deserves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Best sports game. Forza Horizon Five. NBA 2K22. Rioters Republic. FIFA 2022. 2022 Tokyo Olympics. Not Madden. Not Madden. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Well, I mean, going off what we said before, I think we take NBA off here, right? Uh, so, or are you still okay with the other modes? So, like, for, for me... uh. Like Forza Horizon Five is my favorite sports game this year. Riders Republic, I have to give it the credit it deserves, mm -hmm. and I feel like that's one and two for me. Where the and I, I'm not sure if it's just me, but I I used to be obsessed with FIFA, and I just I haven't gotten that way anymore. Um, for with FIFA, so like for me, three is still NBA. Um, just because yeah. it's a solid basketball game. FIFA, I think for me, like I put it on there because it's the most I've played with FIFA in years, but that's also because I got into football. Yeah, right? yeah, you've football, yes. Yes. Um, so that's why I played it more. Going from somebody like yourself who has played a bunch, um, there's probably not a whole lot of difference between this and other years. Um I would say, in my opinion, I think your one and two are are Forza and Riders Republic, but I would uh, honestly almost be put riders above forza yeah i might okay. have to i might have to let you guys battle this out because i didn't really play these games um, okay. enough to have a don't sleep on tokyo olympics game yeah good. yeah um i don't know i haven't really been able to touch these games enough to be able to give a valid opinion i'm gonna let you guys duke it out but i'm, I'm here <laughs> for this match so okay. to, to be fair, this isn't much of a match because I I'm thinking about things as I say them. And this is actually hasn't been something I said about Forza Horizon five yet. Forza Horizon four was awesome. Like yep. it was great. And I feel like Forza Horizon five did build on that. 
but is that to more or less the more like i'm not sure if we should be celebrating a game that only really just turned it up to 11 on all aspects yes forza is gorgeous but it's still a racing game and a lot of the same things still feel the same yeah uh despite what many people will tell you so like if if you feel that strongly about Riders Republic, and I know there are people that are feel mm-hmm. that strongly about Riders Republic, I'm actually I'm actually not going to fight you. And I, w- I feel like you, we're the only people that are going to talk about it. Even. Yeah. If you look back when we the week that we discussed when Forza came out and how high we were on that game, um, and like I specifically remember like this might be game of the year, right? Like this should be talked about in game of the year. And like I feel like in the weeks following, I cooled on that game a lot. Yeah. Same here. Um, Unlike the previous one, right? Where like you were going back all the time to that game, right? Are you still doing yeah. that with this one or not? I I, I will say I haven't. Um, okay. But with me, Forza Horizon Four was that game I played when I like when I was good and caught up on my backlog. Okay. Um, and yeah. went and played the races and like the the set pieces in Forza Horizon Five are more grand and are better um, yeah. than Forza Horizon Four. But again, that's just like the next step in Forza Horizon 5, where, like, should... And, and that's what I mean. Should we really celebrate a game that just kind of continues to iterate, get better and better and better? Or, like, with Riders Republic, do we take this fresh idea that was executed fairly well mm-hmm. and give that the praise it deserves? So maybe, in a way, I, I do agree with you. Riders Republic does deserve more, yeah, more than I, what it gets. I just think it was something new, right? Yeah. And, like, I really like Forza Horizon a lot. Um, but I haven't beaten it. Like you have to put that in quotations because you don't really beat a Forza Horizon game. I have like seen a lot of people being like, once you get to a certain point in Forza, like as opposed to previous ones, there's not as much to do. Um, like I look at that game where I'm at in that point and be like, oh my God, there's 10 million things I could do right now. Um, but it seems like the end game is not really, I don't know, as grand as the other ones have been in the past. Um, I just think Riders Republic is something different, something new and something that was executed very well. And uh, like you said, like, I don't think anybody else is giving the praise to that game that it should be getting because it came out the same time as Forza. Unfortunately. Yeah. And Forza is going to get that hype. Mm -hmm. I mean, because it's Forza, you know, if I can do my part to give Riders Republic the praise, I think it deserves, then I'm, I'm cool with that. Riders Republic, best sports game of the year. Winner! Bam! I I love this next category, me personally. (laughs) Yes. Biggest surprise. Boom. Let's do it. Inscription. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Power Washing Simulator. Yes. Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. Undermine. Unpacking. The Medium. The Forgotten City. The Gunk. Ooh. <laughs> there's a lot in this category. Yeah, there is. There is. Uh, w- with biggest surprise, like, there, there's three that stand out to me. And, okay. it, and like, to be fair, like, the Power Washing Simulator, Car Mechanic Simulator, I know Phenomenal. it's more Craig. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> than anything else. But the three for me that stand out are Inscription, Marvel's mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, and The Medium. The medium. The medium. Stop it. I'm serious. <laughs> it was a surprise for you how much you enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to completely agree with you. Yeah, because like 
it, hmm. what's different for me and with the medium and like i guess i'm gonna draw comparisons to the medium and to like um resident evil village sure resident evil village and the medium are kind of like these scary quote-unquote games where it's more about the mystery of what's going on that is sort of com- that is supposed to compel you to configure to continue figuring out what's going on um so the biggest surprise is because i didn't have a lot of expectations for the medium and to to be fair like i look at all these games and the ones that i've played and the medium is kind of the one that i surprisingly still remember a lot of and I think it was because it was one of the first toted Xbox Series X games. It was early yeah. this year. So it was in it was, January. Yeah. It, it got easily forgotten mm-hmm. um, by many. And that that's why me personally, like it, the winner isn't the medium for me, but like it's it's two for me because I, 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 I enjoyed that game a lot. Yeah, I think I mean, if we're going like three for me, inscription for sure. Um, was a big surprise, but I, that one I'm kind of struggling with because it was hyped up after a certain point. But I guess when it first came out, nobody was talking about it, and then it just came out of nowhere. But I didn't hear about it until I heard like four other podcasts be like, "Oh man, you should play Inscription." Yeah. Um, but for sure, the ins- Inscription, uh, the Gunk for me is another one. Um, I think uh, like Guardian seems like the logical pick because nobody expected it to be good. And it was especially um, after Avengers. Yeah, the, correct. It was like following in the footsteps of Avengers. Yeah. And, and it did its own thing and was great. But if I'm going off of I'm trying to look at it as like a game I did not expect to like in a game I played a ton of, then I have to go Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. Personally. I feel like it's going to be hard for us to pick like a shared winner here. <laughs> yeah, that's um, true. We might end up needing our own individual. Because... I mean, we could come up with one. It's fine. This was like the one category I felt like I could throw a lot of games that yeah. I liked. You know what I mean? Just to get them mentioned. Like The Forgotten City is good. I don't think it ends up on any other list. Um, Undermine was very good. I didn't expect to like that kind of game. And Unpacking is phenomenal. That came. I think that deserves to be up there too. See, that's the one I was going to go with because Unpacking. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it came out of nowhere and it's revered. Um, yeah. Who knew that like with something so simple that you could find that that type of gameplay so satisfying? Yeah. Um, which is funny because like on the list of most stressful things that a person can do in their life, isn't it like, you know, like taxes, death or like handling a, the death of a loved one and then like moving mm-hmm. like moving <laughs> is up there on one of the most stressful things a human being could do. In a, and I'll just say a year at least. Um, so the fact that they kind of created a game where you can very calmly unpack and and uh, organize things based off of space, it's kind of like a Tetris vibe too, trying to fit everything in correctly. And uh, I think that was beautiful. Like, I can't believe that, that nothing like it or yeah. at least qu- similar to it came out soon, uh, sooner than it did. So that was a surprise for me as well. Inscription, I agree with you, Craig, is another. Um, mm-hmm. That 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 kind of game to- uh, checks a lot of boxes and a lot of people's interests. Um, it's got the creepy factor. It has that kind of card game system. And it was mysterious enough in its trailer 
to make you be like, okay, I'm buying it. I I want to play mm-hmm. more. I want to see what it's what it, what it really is about. So and it messes with you, and it, and like you with as the player, yeah, messes with you in weird ways, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Barry, did you beat it? I'm on the third act. I'm pretty I'm pretty close to beating it. Did um, you get to where I was messing with you? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. And I well. I, when it comes to biggest surprise for me, like I am willing to put like inscription unpacking because I know how impactful unpacking was. And then for me, like personally, it's medium impressive um, mm-hmm. with with that one there. But it, it's kind of up to you guys whether or not you guys want to do inscription or unpacking because both of them are pretty. Inscription. Have, have this... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say they have a similar type of pattern to them. Where mm-hmm. I didn't hear much about unpacking or inscription until I started listening to podcasts, and then podcasts started saying, "Well, people told them about that as well." So you're, you know, you know, both of those games have a similar road to where they became these big hits and surprises. So I'm willing to put either of them up there. It's just which one, you know, impacts you more emotionally than the other. And I feel like both of them do a really good job unpacking with its incredible storytelling just through unpacking someone's yep. you know moving in life and yep. uh inscription when it really starts to turn up the weird and get you know creepy pasta in a way i would say like with inscription when it when it starts messing with you as a player is when i started enjoying it more because up until that point like card game is is fun like the card game is what drew me in once you beat that first act, right, that first chapter, and then it goes to completely different, like old school, top down RPG style, um, it was starting to lose me a little bit. Uh, I was like, okay, where is the part that, that is going to mess with me? Because I'm not seeing it. But then when you start getting to, um, it starts putting people on your friends list pictures on the cards. Um, when it asks you to pick a, a file from your computer, and it puts it on a card and it's like, hey, if you lose this card, I'm going to delete the file. Uh, but it tells you to pick the oldest file. So like I know a lot of people are picking like something from their Windows directory. Um, and then once you get that message, it's like, hey, if you lose this card, I'm going to delete it. Obviously, it doesn't. Um, but it does. Uh, it does put a note in your file. That's like I'm not actually going to delete it. But in the spirit of the game, you should, which I thought <laughs> was kind of cool. Um, I enjoyed all that. I think me personally, though, unpacking tells a story without using any dialogue, right? Like you get yeah. the whole story of this girl's life without any voiceover, any dialogue whatsoever. It just you understand like you go, you understand like, oh, she had a breakup. Oh, she's you know, she's she's an artist. Now she's getting she has a, a cane. Now she can't walk. You know what I mean? Like all this stuff you, you fully understand. I like inscription, but I think me personally, I would almost go unpacking here which is funny because we totally have not mentioned guardians yeah. since we started going really into the list um but like craig you made a, you put a, a good point where you said that it was it seemed like the obvious pick you know if mm-hmm. it's like it, it just seemed we weren't expecting them to correctly do this game like after what avengers was um yeah and when i not say them i don't mean them as in like the developers i mean them as in just like a marvel game yeah. or a game with marvel's t- title on it besides but, spider-man besides spider-man thank you <laughs> but yep. for a game and i'm gonna go to your point again greg for a mm-hmm. game 
to tell you a story without any dialogue is extremely hard to do like mm-hmm. for you to be able to capture what's going on with that with the girl um without actually having something explained um through her dialogue with other people while you're unpacking like you know like stuff like that like it's 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 kind of tough to not i'm i, I don't know it's in, it's inscription or unpacking for me mm-hmm. i don't know where you gentlemen want to lean i'm fine with I mean, either honestly i it, they're both good I would say in this particular case, especially with where Craig was mentioning about kind of when he was more on the waiting side for inscription to store to mess with him, it's almost kind of not in a surprise itself. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I let's go with unpacking. I if there are any objections, that. please speak now, which it's just us three. So no one. I have some I have winner. Some, I have some objections I need us to unpack. <laughs> 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 Let's see here. Best free pass game. Yeah. The year of free pass, to be honest. Uh, yeah. For Xbox real. Game Pass definitely showed up in a big way this year. Halo Infinite. Oh, I don't even see that one on there. Dude. Okay. Uh, Forza Horizon 5. The Medium. It Takes Two. Unpacking. The Gunk. Lawn Mowing Simulator. Control Ultimate Edition. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Undermine. Okay. Can I uh, step in for one second? Um, mm-hmm. So this actually mean this category means something to me now. Uh, Barry, I know you know, but Craig, you don't. I recently acquired an Xbox Series S. Mm-hmm. Um, had to do it. And with having the PlayStation 5 Disc Edition, it felt perfect to kind of just um accent that gaming collection having the switch and the disc edition for five to just get the s and not the x mm-hmm. because i wanted to see what game pass had to offer um and holy crap um <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot i was talking to barry and i was like i need you and craig to like have a battle on who what i should play on game pass first because my heart said like my heart was saying like a, it was going in a bunch of different directions. Like Fable came to mind as like a top tier first, but then there's just so, like when I looked through it on day on the first day that I had it, I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much that I could play. And having not owned an Xbox myself ever, hey, there's a lot for you. Yeah, there's a lot for us. So this category means a lot more to me now um, that I am an Xbox owner and. PlayStation, having fully experienced the Xbox Game Pass for the last two weeks, PlayStation needs to take some pointers. I know they're taking a route with combining like PlayStation Now and and PlayStation Plus to create some hybrid that's going to ch- like actually challenge Game Pass is what the rumor is. But they got to take some pointers because like without sounding like a commercial for Xbox Game Pass, holy Xbox Game Pass. It's. <laughs> Like yep. the, the only thing, the only complaint I have is there's not a yearly charge that I can see that it's only that it's like a monthly thing, which I can get over very quickly. That's a first world problem, mm-hmm. but that's like the only <laughs> complaint out of everything that I've experienced. So just had to side note that, but we can get into the list. Um, Give me your top three, Barry. Halo Infinite. Uh-huh. Forza Horizon 5. The Gunk. Hmm. 
that's the same for me. I don't want to go against It Takes Two because I think that game's phenomenal, but I think those three are better. So, yeah, like I see this list and like I'm just going to kind of break it down how I see it Mm -hmm. is like all three of the games I picked were available day one. Sure. On on free pass where um, the other ones kind of got there eventually and now are free. Yeah. But uh, the the Xbox Series S games also have a better chance to stay than uh than the other games on this list because xbox game pass could just decide to take away Mm -hmm. um control ultimate edition at some point or final fantasy where game pass is probably going to keep the three games that we've mentioned so far if if i like how i said them was in my order for you know really for me now halo is a little bit iffy i loved loved the campaign um, there yeah. are issues with it, and we'll get into that, you know, when we get further into it. But, uh, hit, you know, Halo Infinite is what the campaign is and what I liked. The multiplayer is what's probably going to be the defining portion of it for a lot of people. I get that people like Halo Infinite multiplayer. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Me neither. And the more I continue to play games of multiplayer that I do like, I start to dissect Halo's multiplayer. Like, I hate the lack of feedback. I hate uh, I hate the lack that, you know, in and it might just be me, but like in Apex and in Call of Duty, when I shoot someone, I see what their health looks like. And I know I know what I'm doing to them, where in Halo, I'm just randomly shooting someone's shield, waiting for the shield animation to go down, knowing that I'm actually doing something there. And that lack of like feedback and info is what I don't like about Halo and how sometimes a firefight could just go on way too long. Sometimes your guns just feel like they aren't doing anything to somebody, despite yes. the fact that you you think you're shooting somebody, but you may not even be, especially with like the spread of some of these guns. Um, but I've that's how I would rank it. You know, Forza Horizon 5 is going to give you the most time, I think, of all three of these games mm-hmm. uh, if you're into racing. But if not, then you're not going to bother with it. Uh, we talked about the gunk two episodes ago on the podcast, and yep. I really... I haven't gotten to beat it yet, uh, but I'm really getting a Mario, uh, Super Mario Sunshine set yep. feel from it, <laughs> and it's it's fun. I do enjoy it. It, I was afraid of the collecting that Craig mentioned, but it is very light. It is yeah, super light. Not, yeah, it <laughs> okay. is not that intrusive at all to it. Um, it's definitely the most indie feel of all three of them because, of course, you know Halo Infinite and Forza, but um, it's hard to not say what. I like about Halo without going into the other categories that we're going to talk about, but Halo also had the biggest chance to fail. Mm-hmm. I think out of any game this year. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't fail. So, that, so you, that's why for me that that's the first game you should try. So you're saying you'd rather play battlefield than Halo. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> okay. You're reading. That's not <laughs> what I said. Like, I'm just playing. <laughs> that is definitely I, not what you said. <laughs> Halo and and Forza are like gigantic juggernauts in the gaming community. And I think like Halo is probably the right pick in my mind. But out of all the categories, like there's part of me that really wants the gunk to win something because I think they did such a great job with such a small team that I would almost lean more towards giving it to the gunk just because of, like you said, like my 
no love whatsoever for the multiplayer. And I know that's against the common theme. Most people love Halo Infinite multiplayer. I do not. And I think the campaign for Halo is great. Um, phenomenal. I just personal opinion would like the gunk to win something. But Halo is also a good pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to throw Halo again mm-hmm. uh, as, as a as a good pick. Um, what they did with what was available on day one was honestly perfect um, in terms of like what you're what you're trying to give the gaming community with with uh, with the weight that came with this with this title as well. Um, it's part of me is side eyeing and looking over at Control and Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I'll tell you why because I wish I had Game Pass when those when I could have like played those games for free. Like, not that I don't want to give Final Fantasy or like Square Enix my money. Um, and I thought Control was a fantastic game and different and weird and visually quite stunning, and. I almost like am picturing myself as somebody who didn't play those two games. Those those would be like two of the first games I'd probably recommend um, if you got Game Pass out of nowhere and you hadn't. But like at this point, a lot of people have played Control and a lot of people have played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Halo just seems like an easy, it seems like the right pick, but it just seems easy as well, which makes me like, that's why you can hear like the challenge in my voice. Um after the last hour, I do want to play the gunk. I have not played the gunk, by the way, gentlemen. Um, but uh, this entire experience already has enticed me enough to give it a shot. You can um, beat it in a weekend. It's short. Yeah, yeah. It's not mm-hmm. very long. With and and the reason, like, I think I'm staying away from like Control and Final Fantasy Remake is if if you're a gamer that's excited for these games and you didn't want to, you let's say you wanted to wait for free pat. for it to go on a free pass sort of thing you would have had to wait a decent amount of time yeah Yeah. Um, and those aren't free anymore yeah they were they were free on playstation for like a month Mm -hmm. whereas with uh with the xbox studios games uh we see them being on there a long time like um you know if i had to i I should we should have put a plague's tale to be honest in here because that's on there now Mm -hmm. um and we loved that game, uh, but it is a two year old game or mm-hmm. even. Yeah, it is two years old now. So and we're already getting a sequel uh, right. at some point, which will be on Game Pass. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. you know, it I, I, I with your argument, Craig, I almost want to put gunk as the gunk is number one because yeah. like out I just of, think it deserves something, you know? Yeah. And. I don't know. I do. It's, I guess I look so, at it. It's so close with one and two there for me. Yeah. It's either the gunk or Halo. Like it's it's almost interchangeable depending on how you want to look at the grander scheme of things. It's just something you want to hold up because I feel like if you buy an Xbox, you're gonna download Halo and Forza, right? Like yeah. you're just you're That's, you're gonna yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. You may not like you may not you may pass over the gunk and look at it and be like yeah whatever, um, which you know I almost did. Except it would be a disservice. Right. Except for remembering like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing the trailer. That looks interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, Halo is a fine pick if we want to do that. I'm not going to fight against it, but I would push for the gunk. 
you know, you guys allowed me to have Scarlet Nexus as number four on best anime. <laughs> uh, I I am willing to let Halo go and put sure. in the gunk as the winner for uh, sweet best free pass game. The gunk winner winner. <laughs> number number 10 is interesting here yeah. uh and i might even like add some like now yeah. that i think about it because i'm starting to think of strange games uh but number 10 weirdest and strangest game we've played this year inscription near replicant the medium goliath resident evil village little nightmares too I know my answer. I think we take, personally, I might be wrong here, but I think we take Resident Evil off. Agreed. Or I don't think it was weird or strange. Or we could specifically talk about the house as the only weird <laughs> or strange part. Barry loves the house. <laughs> Barry I, loves the house. The, the thing about <laughs> Resident Evil is that in, in aspect, that game is strange and weird, where... Mm-hmm. We didn't. You knew it was coming, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what you you were getting into. And I'll admit, out of all these games, like the whole thing with Ethan is weird and strange. Like it's the strangest out of all of them. But that more has to do with the storyline and not the game itself. Sure. Uh, That's how I at least see it. And like with me, like I just was putting near replicate on everything. To be fair. You were. Um, <laughs> you were. Is it weird though? Well, because like noticed. I didn't, I didn't play as much as you. You guys beat it, but like, is it weird? That game is strange. T- that it's game turns weird. into a text adventure. It does. Okay. All that right. game is a text adventure. It turns into a over the top game. Okay. It turns into a two D side scroller. And when you're um, near, when you're near in that Automata house did that. Too. Yeah, near yeah. Automata. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Near yeah. Automata did that as well. So like it's surprisingly weird. for me, like I, I almost want to go like Little Nightmares too because that was kind of the. <laughs> it's weird. It, yeah, yeah. Let me know when you want my argument on that. The, no, 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 the teacher in Little it. Nightmares. Whew. Yes. Yeah, give it to us. Little Nightmares two jumped out like a kangaroo to me. Mm-hmm. It was weird. It was strange. The ambiance was fantastic. Every challenge that you faced in terms of some type of like human or whatever that was attacking you was out of this world. I, my skin crawled like multiple times throughout the entire game. Um, Every single level had a clear, defined, creepy setting. And one or sometimes maybe even two main things that you were trying to avoid, so to speak. And I thought that Little Nightmares was creepy um, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it was. Um, it was nice that Little Nightmares 2 was longer, but like like you were saying, Craig, the teacher, yeah. the teacher, <laughs> the teacher was my favorite. I was calling her all of the endearing names. You, I was like, that's my girl. Let's, let's get away <laughs> from her. Let's get mm-hmm. away from her. But that's my homie because she was so, so, so creepy. And... Yeah. The elongated neck. Um, how <laughs> did you get? Um, did you, did both of y'all beat the game? I did. I did not, but I watched Craig stream it. Yeah, okay. I streamed the whole thing. You yeah. Stream, did you get? Oh, so you saw the doctor then? The doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor was creepy in his own right, and everybody had every character that you were coming up against. You wanted to know more about. Like I wanted to know. 
how that doctor got to where he was in terms of like the whole hanging from the ceiling, but kind of missing legs, but like not, you know, kind of thing. The teacher with her neck and you had, you had basically, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, um, I, I keep wanting to say Leatherface, but it's not Leatherface. The 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 end antagonist, the main the main gentleman, because you're, you're climbing towards the the TV station to get to him. I can't remember, but he he's he's similar to um that six foot like man that people keep seeing who's wearing like the hat all the time. Mm-hmm. Talking about like Slender Man. Slender, in a way, thank or? you, thank you so yep. much. Like I keep wanting, I keep want, I kept wanting to say like Slender Slender Man, but I kept getting Leatherface in my head. <laughs> so like the Slender Man esque um antagonist at the end climbing through the tv yep. station specifically and not to ruin it for anybody who's out there but like the way that the common people were acting as you were going into that tv station and I, I guess it doesn't ruin anything because it is in the trailer but them staring and being fixated on the screens yeah that creeped me out guys like that was like the things that they were doing to try to make sure that they were staring at a white noise screen was unnerving and i multiple times through the game had that chill up my spine that i wanted and it wasn't a jump scare that did it even though there were some like moments that were kind of iffy jump scare kind of they 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 successfully created the 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 atmosphere they wanted for you to be continuously not feeling normal and i don't know if some of these other games did that entirely um i can honestly say in village in the factory portion there were times where i was unnerved there were times i mm-hmm. wasn't um the house entirely yes from start to finish horrifying but then they followed it up right after with the the um very lackluster like Fish. slime yeah <laughs> yeah yep like the third part was very lackluster in comparison it was sandwiched between two great parts and then Nier had its moments where everything was just calm and not weird. Because we're talking about weird and we're talking about strange here. And Nier the entire time was not weird or strange. It was a lot. But Little Nightmares 2 was from start to finish and executed it perfectly, I think. that's Yeah. I'm okay no, yeah. with that. No, yeah. For me, the winner is Little Nightmares 2. Sure. We can do that. Oh, I got to play the sound. Hold on. Winner. Winner. Not official unless I do the sound. That's there true. we go. I would agree. It has to, it has to, the sound has to be done. This will be this one's gotta be the quickest category coming up, Barry. You know what? We'll we'll see here because uh <laughs> I think there's a close second, to be okay. fair. All right, um, here we go. Worst game of the year. And you get to say it, man. Ballland <laughs> Wonderland, baby. Woo! <laughs> Let's go. Battlefield 2042. Werewolf, the Apocalypse, Earthblood. <laughs> it's the best name. <laughs> it is. Tormented Souls. <laughs> so, um, like, con- considering everything we've talked about so far, yes, like, mm-hmm. Valley and Wonderland, like, is, like, for me, and it is the worst, because it's... It's the worst game you played this year? I, I think so, but, like, I think I the think close so. second that I wanted to mention was Werewolf. Yeah. Oh, my God. That but I have terrible. The only <laughs> the only reason that's keeping me like werewolf from doing it is because at least werewolf like had more than just like two controls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where Bella and Wonderland literally had switch costumes and jump. 
Yeah. And, and action. Yeah, where literally four <laughs> buttons on your on your controller were programmed for jump. Yeah. Um as if I wasn't gonna accidentally press jump to begin with. Yeah. And on top and on top of that too, you have the most useless costume of them all, the one that turns you into a block that slides. And you can literally <laughs> just slide off the stage stage and die. And it So like, you're saying it's the best game of the year. That's what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Is are we at strangest now too? Because now that's kind of strange. You could have put it in there, but um, yeah, like Balan Wonderland, it, there was no hype for this game. Like even in the demo, you knew what this game was going to be. Yeah, I bought it anyway. I get it. You um, did. You ordered it. This is a collector's item. This you didn't even color. go in a store and pick it up. You ordered it. No, you I wanted it. You no, I did pre-order it. I got it at my local GameStop. Oh okay. my god. And I specifically remember there was one other person who pre-ordered it with me. That's ridiculous. Listen. And the fact, and the fact that it had one. <laughs> yeah. Even. I think you can honestly make a case for Battlefield, but I don't want Battlefield to win more than one category. I don't care what the category is. So I refuse to give it to Battlefield. Uh, Werewolf was awful. I played that game for a couple hours, and I want my couple hours back. And Tormented Souls was <laughs> god-awful. Um, but I don't think anything touches Battleland Wonderland. I think my ball my ball is in that court too. <laughs> and I, I I will proudly wear oh, oh, the Balance oh. Wonderland game on my neck. Do you got a t shirt yet for that game? Year. You got a, a t shirt, Barry? I, I I'd be funny if there was it'd be funny if there was merch. I'm gonna have to look that up next episode. I'm, I'm push okay. button. Get the merch. Winner. Winner. Good job, Alan. You won something. I feel so bad for the director, but I also am like, I don't. He made a terrible game. No, yeah, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> that's, that's a part of me is like you knew what you were making, right? Like you. I think he thinks it's a good game for five year olds. Let's yeah. let's find him and get him on here. Yeah, a game that had him. four buttons programmed for one that's like in this era is insane. Yeah. Like, are you kidding yeah. me, man? Like, come on. <laughs> Is it one yeah. of those games we're going to find out was like crypto mining or something on your console? <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad I stopped it. Then. But yeah, I, I, I think Ballet Wonderland does deserve to win. Nice. Next up is best VR game. Resident Evil 4 VR. Goliath. Population 1. Robo Recall. Creed rise to glory. All right, Barry. Uh, I was about to say, like me, I was say Craig and I like Craig has played far more VR than I have, but Mm -hmm. I, I am willing to like everything I've seen and go on. Like Resident Evil Four VR is not only like a redoing or reimagining of 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 a final of a eh, Resident Evil Four. It also like gives you a whole new perspective and. Almost because you can move and shoot at the same time in this game is such a almost like a different game in a way. Like, yeah. there's a reason I didn't put this in best re-release or remaster. That's because <laughs> this game is in first person and it is so much more different uh, from its predecessor. And it does everything really well. You're not going to fight for our wonderful time with Population 1? The only issue I have with population <laughs> one is I get motion sick. <laughs> and <laughs> that's fair. With its climbing thing, like I, uh, it, yeah, it's <laughs> if I'm climbing, I'm gonna throw up. 
Yep. Like that's what population one. But I had fun with that. That's a good second for me. Uh, um, sure. I think I take out Robo Recall. That game's old. I just finally played it this year. Population one is is good for a battle royale in VR. I think it's very good. It's a good yeah. time. I would recommend it if you have a VR headset. Um, Creed, Goliath, and Resident Evil. Creed is very good. Obviously, it's boxing. I think the important thing with that game is all the actors voice acted for this game, and you don't see that much. So, like, yeah. they were putting effort into this game. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, the boxing is fun. It has the ability to just go in and do cardio training if you want, um, and really get moving and sweat up a bunch. Um, Goliath is not really a game. It's an interactive movie, and it does such a fantastic job of showing you what it's like to have schizophrenia. Um, it's wild. Uh, it's just telling the story of a streamer who has schizophrenia and him explaining his life, but how they go about showing you how that is with all like the voices that go all throughout your your headset. Um, it's, it's crazy. But I think Resident Evil is, is the pick here. It would seem that way. Like when you get, glance at the list, just like really quickly, mm-hmm. that's one that that's the one that stands out to me. Now, I also do not play nearly as much VR as mm-hmm. as everybody else does, but like out of what I've seen and feedback and looking things up, that's that seems to be the one that jumps out at me. Yeah, Resident Evil Four is very good. I just have to play it in small sections because it's terrifying. <laughs> First person does make it like worse. Winner. All right. Now it's time for the for what we're pretty much all been waiting for this entire time. You know, the listeners have been waiting for it. Uh, We've been waiting to talk about this. It's now time to get into the official high sensitivity podcast. Game of the year. Discussions. So pretty much what we're going to do is all of us are going to kind of go through 10 through one, and then we're probably going to try to debate our top five and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, just to, we want to have a shared winner between yep. all of it. So that way, you know, whichever game does win game of the year from us here, we can like the game box can put like a seal that said, we yeah. this game of the year. it better be on the box. Exactly. I hope so. I hope we make it on the box. <laughs> But for me, uh, I'm starting from 10. I have Valheim, 9, new Mm. Pokemon Snap, 8, Hitman 3, 7, Scarlet Nexus. Get it out of here. (laughs) 6, Near Replicant, 5, Guardians of the Galaxy, 4, Psychonauts 2, 3, Tales of Arise, 2, Halo Infinite, and my personal game of the year, is Resident Evil Village. <laughs> you mean to tell me that Scarlet Nexus and Near Replicant are almost identical to you? Yeah. <laughs> is, in what world? For real. That feels like there should be a big gap there. Like you should have Scarlet Nexus at like 10. So, and this is one of the reasons that like I said not to like doubt, not to give it too little of credit because... Sure. Scarlet Nexus is original idea where near replicate is technically a remaster. And I did take that into effect with my, uh, with my rankings. (sighs) All right. That's fair. I mean, it's your list. You do what you want. 
Yeah, like Craig, I know you have Scarlet Nexuses one through five. Like you don't have I to do. lie to me about that stuff. Like I know you, I know you've just been denying the fact that you love Scarlet Nexus so much. Not only do I have it at number one, I'm gonna put it at number one next year too. Yeah, it's you it's that good that it me. carries on. Yeah. I guess if you technically play, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. True. All right, I'll give you my ten. Uh, number ten, I have It Takes Two. Number nine, Tales of Arise. Number eight. Car Mechanic Simulator 2021. Number seven, Unpacking. Number six, Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. Number five, The Gunk. Number four, Returnal. Number three, Halo Infinite. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. And number one, Resident Evil Village. I like that. No objections. I mean, that's a nice wide array. Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah, you probably have like the best sort of like wide array of games where like for me like Valheim is definitely the indie one, but you know, you've got Gunk, you have Unpacking, unpacking. you've got Car Mechanic Simulator, you Whoa, you have, that's a triple A game. I sir. like your list. I like your list. Car that's Mechanic like Simulator is a triple A title. Don't get it twisted. Don't don't <laughs> twist it up. <laughs> you wait. I'm gonna fight for that for number one. All right, I think I'm going to throw you guys a curveball. So All right, for, let's see it. For 10, I have Eastward. Yeah. For okay. 9, this is a switch up to, I have Far Cry 6. Nice. I think it's a nice 9 for me. For um, 8, I'm going to go Persona 5 Strikers. For 7, I'm going to go Near Replicant. Um, 6 is Halo. And then It Takes 2, Tails... Of Arise, Village, um, Guard, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Deathloop as my number one. Okay, I, okay, I like that. That is good. Um, yeah, like I, I guess pretty much the the major thing here is is we do all have some shared ones here. Um, I think yeah. the best. I think the best part, and it made me a little nervous, is that you didn't put Resident Evil Village at one, so mm. that it wouldn't be just be like, well, Resident Evil Village is one. Then you know what I mean. So now we have yeah. to fight a little bit. Yeah, I had to switch it up. So when I was originally doing my list, I was doing it in a, I was just writing down my, uh, jotting down my tens. And then, um, silly old me, I forgot to switch a couple of things around. So, um, I am interested to see the village talk because village was one when I wrote it down, which means I was thinking about it first. That's just the natural thought process. So like the first game in 2021 that came to my mind was Resident Evil Village, but I did end up moving it around a little bit. So that's fair. Okay, so looking at, you know, looking at all of our lists, um, we have shared, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Village, Tales of Arise, Halo, mm-hmm. and then anybody else see a uh... hold up, hold up. Neither one of you put Returnal in your top ten. <laughs> no, neither one of you. I loved Returnal, and that and that what is, is that, going on? <laughs> that's the sad part. The thing about Returnal, and like I thought about this too, is for a loop game, mm-hmm. I'm still going back to Hades for if i'm playing a loop game yeah okay. like return i don't was f- i don't go back to returnal either i just think it was a good game yeah it but, was a good game 
Yeah, no, it's really. It was good. a very it, good game. It, it literally has "Don't Fear the Reaper," and that's it one does. of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, it was. It was the game that came out before I had a PlayStation Five, and it was the one game that I wanted to play. It was the first one I played on when I got my PlayStation. Because everybody know, was, like, it's so good. That's all I heard was like, "Oh my god, this game's amazing." And I know you were debating like the game. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Returnal wasn't necessarily, I don't think, the game, Craig, that was going to take you to PlayStation 5. Because I know you were right. wondering, like, which is the yeah, game? Yeah, where's my game? Yep. Where's the game that makes me say, all right, $500, mm -hmm. bam. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. But Returnal. It was a good first step, though, to be like, all right, this is this. I mean, it warrants having a PS5, a Returnal, I think. Yeah, You know what's funny? Uh, Returnal didn't really show up on our biggest surprise list uh like as like mm -hmm. a as a front runner but i was surprised at how well they did it and now that i'm thinking in like a retrospect hindsight is 2020 and get back the awards guys stop stop, stop. <laughs> we're just gonna yeah, I, can't go, I can't go back in time to go back <laughs> yeah. we're gonna do it live um i honestly didn't i didn't fight for it as much in those other categories I guess because I was assuming it would have been on both of your lists anyway because of how much we all talked about it, right? That's true. But then it wasn't. That's why I'm. it threw me off a little bit that it didn't even make it in a top 10. If anybody's, I would have thought, Craig, it would have been on yours. Yeah. But it wasn't. I did love it. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> it's not on there. Um, I'm surprised I have Far Cry 6 on there instead of Returnal, to be honest. But Yeah. Um, you, it, it's your own personal list. You could right. re retrospectively change that right no. now. No, you can't. It's set in okay. stone. It's, it's been in stone. spoken into the internet. Like the like the Ten yeah. Commandments been yeah. put in stone. <laughs> so our game it's of etched. so our games fair. went ten through one. Yeah. So we got to do five. If if we're doing five, yeah, I, I'd like I'd like to do that. Okay. So. So get. I don't know. Give at, me the five Barry that you think should be in there, based on all, all right. our lists. So, so, so based on like, you know, and I'm just, you know, with my great spectacular mind, I was able to just like replay all of our podcasts that we've done this year in our head in sure. about 30 seconds. And, <laughs> you know, like the five that I would say that we sh probably should debate around is Tales of Arise, because that's on all of our lists. Mm -hmm. Village. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy. Halo Infinite. And then that fifth one. Like I personally, and, and like you mentioned it, I I'd, I'd say Returnal because I did love Returnal for what it was. But the moment I finished that game, I was done with it. Yeah, uh, I never I never looked back. And, you know, I what I what mm. I have it for me is I have like all of my PS5 games in one spot where Returnal is one of the two PS5 games I have that sit in my PS4 pile. Like I haven't that's how much I haven't thought about it or looked at it since then. So, so, you said you, so you're basically saying in the near future, you're not going to returnal to that oh, game. Is God. that what you're saying? <laughs> All right, guys, uh, that's yeah, the end that's of the it. podcast. Yeah, yeah, there is no, <laughs> yeah, there's no debate anymore. <laughs> we're going to leave you off with a cliffhanger. I can't believe, can't believe Here's it. the thing. I think like if I'm the one fighting for returnal, I will say this. I don't I don't know if it belongs in the top five. Um, I beat it, right? Like because you beat it. And then I remember talking to someone else who we all know who was a big Returnal fan. And I remember like he was checking in with me every time he'd see me and be like, all right, where are you at now? Where are you at now? And I got and I was like, oh, I beat it. He's like, all right, now you got to go back and you got to do this other thing. So you get the full story. And I remember mm -hmm. being like, I'm not going to do that. I, <laughs> yeah. I have no desire to go back and try and 
do that ridiculous, like go all the way back down to the car. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, and he's like, well, that's how you get the real ending. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Or you I, could I YouTube it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care enough to try and fight my way back through it because in having just beaten it and being like, I remember how frustrating it was to get to the end. Now, when you get to the end, you look back you're like that was a really fun game, but mm-hmm. it was tough and extremely frustrating in points. So I don't know. I mean, if we're doing a top 10, I think I'd fight for it more, but I don't know if it's top five. It, yeah, like the thing. The thing about it now is for Returnal is it's in a better state now that you don't have to like worry about your cycle being ruined by a system update or a game update. Mm -hmm. So it does have that benefit now when it didn't have it when we were playing. And I, you know, I'd have to say like that is something to worry about or, you know, take into effect when we were playing, we didn't have that luxury to suspend a cycle and go from there. And kind of, and kind of with, um, with Returnal is, I, I guess I'd find those runs unfair because sometimes you just don't run into anything that helps you at all, or you don't run, run into enough of the currency. You don't run into a gun you're familiar with. You end up getting, you know, you stay with crappy guns, but you know, there, there is the point of exhilaration where you're facing those bosses with barely anything. You feel like you have, you're, you're under equipped, but you, you somehow win. I know for me, like, I got to the final area of Returnal and I was like hanging on by strings and somehow made it to the boss, somehow killed it. It was one of it was one of the best gaming thrills I had this year. Mm-hmm. But again, for me, I finished that game. Never thought about it again. It, I mean, it is it is exhilarating. Like there was instances I had in the second and third biome, which Oh my God, the third biome, I never want to play again. No. Uh, the, dif- the difficulty <laughs> spike was insane. Like, mm-hmm. it was, you got rocked. But, like, in those both of those biomes, the boss, while colorful and pretty, was underwhelming compared to the level. Because I had, like, these runs where, in, in each of these runs where I beat both of those bosses, where it seemed like the level was like really draining me of my resources, but also my patience, which is Mm -hmm. the entire game. But then when I got to the boss, I, I one shot, like not one shot, but like one time did. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to go back and like retry that boss. The first guy put me on my behind, I think three or four, maybe five times before I got past it, but learning curve, you know, but two and three. Ooh. Um, I remember specifically the third biome, like I got to the boss of that level and I don't know how I did it. I just like focused like, cause isn't that the one with the shifting platforms Yeah, that you have yeah, to keep it's when jumping? You've got two, yeah. You've got two eyeballs shooting at you yeah. and you've yeah. got the center, the center thing shooting stuff at you as well. And I don't, I don't know about y'all, but I felt like I had to be perfect there and I wasn't perfect, but I was good enough. I was good enough to get past that and, that exhilaration was, I think, the best thing that I felt all year in terms of what a game could give me, um, or at least like a game of that stature could give me. So that's a check in that box. But on the other, on the other end, Craig, you bring up a good point. It wasn't in like our list at all. Yeah. I mean, after Barry's point, Barry, I could definitely tell it doesn't belong in your list. You know, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. If, if we were doing a top five or even a top three of showing what PS5 can do, like visually, yeah. then it's a no brainer. Like clearly Returnal's on that list. But 
clearly it did something to Craig and I in the pro or Barry and I in the process where we were like, kind of like, mm, not top 10 though. I guess it's kind of also Returnal was the game everybody was talking about and would not shut up about for like a month straight. And now yeah. like nobody has talked about it since as opposed to mm -hmm. Resident Evil, which came out around the same time and still people are talking about. So I don't know. I think I would personally fight instead of that in the top five, I would almost fight for um, like a, it takes two or ratchet and clank as like a mm -hmm. five personally. And I guess like, I guess for five, I could put up Scarlet Nexus. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's not even five on my list, but I could fight it four or five. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say at this point, we might as well just fight my two anime games of near replicated mm -hmm. Scarlet Nexus for number five here. And just, just I would, but, I would throw out there that, Ratchet and Clank is better than both of those. Personally. And so is It Takes Two. But I think I would take Ratchet and Clank over It Takes Two. But I know it's it, not on either of your lists. So. It Takes Two is hard for me because I never got to play that game fully. I did get yeah. to play. A, I did get to get through a couple areas of it. But um, Do we need to go back and play it, Perry? Yeah, I can yeah. only get so far playing with two controllers on both, you know, both my hands. And I'm not naturally a lefty, so yeah. naturally the game kind of is harder afterward. But um, it's it over that game overstays its welcome, though. I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's what I hear a lot about it. Being one of like the last people to do a game of the year discussions has its benefit to where, <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. pe people point out, you know, things I didn't realize. And t it takes two apparently is you know, five, six hours too long. At and, least. Yeah. Um, it's pretty at, at the least there. And if, and if yeah. that's the case, you know, yeah, you, there is, there is, you know, the saying too much of a good thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you if, know, we, we can go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I just think if they would have cut it down, I think it's an easy top three for me. Easy. Mm -hmm. Um, but because like playing with, with my wife and we just keep playing, we're like, Oh, this is, we're, we're still going. Oh, we're oh, we're mm -hmm. not done. Like it just keeps going and going and going. Like this should have been a a tight co-op experience that's like five, six hours tops. Yeah. And instead we got what, like ten to twelve? Probably. Something, yeah, something like mm -hmm. that. They need to take a lesson from what um what remains of Edith Finch and yep. like just say, Hey, here's something. It's very short, but oh my gosh, are you gonna leave happy? Mm -hmm. um, I had a similar scenario, Craig, where um, my wife and I were playing and it's like, oh, there's more. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, the book jumps down and he goes, hey, it's yeah. time for your next challenge. And you're like, OK, like, like just like that is after a certain point. The book yep. eventually stops being funny. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, then I would say I would put up for number five, Ratchet and Clank. Barry, you're saying what? Near? I, I would I, I could Nexus. no I I'd, I'd no because Scarlet Nexus is the ongoing joke here but um I would <laughs> fight definitely a lot harder for near okay um on that aspect and then so we're, we're like looking at those two and how about you give me Craig? one Craig give me what you would put up for number five um you know my heart is kind of going towards near okay um even after how long it's been since I played, because that, what was that, an April game? Mm -hmm. It was something mm -hmm. like that, April. So with that being said, I think I have to, I have to kind of have that fight 
for a near replicant. Um, and I'm but not going to say wanna... all the numbers after the after the. But you sure you don't want to fight for Deathloop because like... get out <laughs> at five. That's his number one. I know, and... but I was I was going to let him have that fight later. I know, which yeah, was but... my plan, Barry. Well, like the th- <laughs> okay, here's here's the thing. Like I'm looking at it this way. Like you know, all of us That's have a, sh- a yeah. Go ahead. All go of ahead. us have shared games on our list, and yeah. according to that kind of re- you know retro that kind of rule. Technically, we would be like whatever we're fighting for here is fifth, and mm-hmm. then we would just be trying to figure out their position one through four. But I, I would say the only one on our shared list that I could entertain Craig fighting to put Deathloop instead of is Halo. Well, you guys just, are just you guys are just laying out my argument right now because I like <laughs> I like Halo a lot, but I could like the the passion that Craig has for Deathloop. I could see swaying me, even though I don't like Deathloop at all. It doesn't matter. Like if you know what I mean? Like if you really liked it that much and it's your game of the year, I could see like a Halo for me being like, all right, I, I could see it being better than Halo. Halo's good. But if you want to fight, I don't know if it's his number one, I'd feel kind of bad if, if it like is at five. Or does it make the okay, list so at then, all? So then I will I'll leave room for interpretation then. I took the list the wrong way. That's <laughs> what I will say. As, if as, you're saying it's not gonna make it higher than five, then I guess he needs to fight now. I was like just about to ask, should I start my like elevator yes. pitch or like my elevator mm-hmm. in like a skyscraper pitch? Like which one are we doing? How high how high up are you gonna try and fight this for? Number one? Oh, um be, well I do have the pleasure of having my own. Because Barry list. hasn't played it. Ah, right. Yeah, he hasn't played it. Good sir, you have not even (laughs) tried Death (laughs) Loop. That's good. You don't need to. (laughs) Like, here's the thing for me. Like, if I'm looking at the list and like I can fight like hell Mm -hmm. for the games that we have on there right now, and I can fight for them to fix the highest I see Death Loop going for me is four or three. Okay, having never played a minute of the game. (laughs) <laughs> if you love it that much, I mm-hmm. will I am willing to be I'm willing to be flexible here. Okay. Because like the thing about Deathloop for me is and I, I've I've seen it like and I've done a lot of like research on Deathloop for when people were saying it was supposed to be game of the year. Except play it. Except play it, yes. I did <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean I've do done that. a lot of research on NFL on the NFL, but I've never played a game. <laughs> All right, so we're putting Madden at number one. Then is what you're saying. You want to put Madden twenty two as number one? No, you no, it here first. no, no, no. Oh my god. But, um, um, go ahead, go ahead, Barry. Go ahead. So uh, that's that's the thing about Deathloop with for me is uh, I've seen people play Deathloop. I've heard people's complaints and positives about Deathloop as well, and I, I guess it's just a matter of everything I've heard of without personally playing it does not make me believe that it should be up um in the one two or three spot well i guess maybe maybe three depending on how hard we're trying to fight for other games but you know this is going to be the problem with trying to decide a top five is that Mm -hmm. at what point do we stop trying to add games to the list and at what point do we try to start organizing them i'm only fighting for number five because i feel like the other ones are pretty locked in yeah here um Here's what I'll say. I'm going to take a portion of what Craig said and I'm going to kind of put it in in these words here. So 
he he mentioned that if there was something on the list, especially our shared list that we were going to maybe alter, it would be in his eyes Halo, which I think is a good a good argument. Um, without fully going into my pitch yet, unless you wanted me to save like a specific bit for a specific time, but you have a game that has come out that's long anticipated and you have halo infinite and halo has had its ups and downs in the series in terms of storytelling it's had its ups and downs in terms of multiple things right but to some degree we knew what we were getting we were getting a very similar very close to what we have expected to some degree experience did we um i don't think so so (laughs) oh this is why this is great so like we can share our opinions (laughs) about this so Deathloop is out, is against the grain. It's out of nowhere. There was a lot of hype for it. There was a lot of hype for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost wanting to put it on the list just because it was actually able to deliver a portion of the hype that it got in terms of having a fluid loop system that was slightly different from games that we're used to but was still able to connect to an overarching story that gave the player the choice to collect certain things that gave way to the story a little bit better because like the majority of the story is trying to figure out why he's in this loop and the banter with the main character talking every time he was reincarnated and trying to figure out where he is, but he has this little bit of information and that little bit of information um, kind of made the story a little bit better for me. And when you combine that with obviously, I mean, the gameplay, I mean, not to hurt my case, but there was a little bit with the uh, AI and how they were easier than uh, GoldenEye on the N64 in terms of AI, in terms of navigating and defeating. What what changed the game for me was how Arcane was still able to tell a great story, even though you were playing the same day repeatedly and without a lot of different characters. I mean, you had to kill the same people like every single time. And I thought it was going to get boring. And by hour 10, I thought it was going to get boring. And then by hour 20, I thought it was going to get boring. But no, there's a new weapon over here that I can acquire now that I have the knowledge that I've accrued over the course of the game. And this weapon looks cool. And then I can go get this. I can go do that. It, it, there's just more in those those four sections of the game that makes the meat and makes the time that you're playing it actually more enjoyable than I thought it would. And the intro is a little bit blah. I mean, we're all going to get walked through big, like top tier games. There's just going to be a opening kind of blah too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like we all have to get through that hour period. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes, you know, in in a rare RPG, it's 10. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) but I was impressed with what they were able to do with the vision. And I was very skeptical because when the game came out, my wife was actually more excited for the game than I was. Oh, sorry. When the game came out, when it was like announced and when we actually got footage, my wife was more excited than I. And it actually shifted. Um, as time went on, I became more excited watching what they were releasing, these seven hours of gameplay footage that they split off between different things to be able to show you. Um, and 
it's about like the list that we're compiling is about how the game makes you feel like I this year I only stood up and applauded in two games that I played at the end. And for some reason, I was compelled in Deathloop to stand up and applaud at the at the credits, like not prompted. There's no clout. I don't have a camera on me. <laughs> the other one is lower on my list, and that's Mass Effect, but that's for different reasons, which would be a separate whole like another 20 minutes. It should be higher, mm-hmm. but it's it was my first time playing, as we said in the that wouldn't podcast. make it on the top five. Exactly. Yeah, based <laughs> on mechanics and everything panic. like that. Yeah, it wouldn't make it on the top five for like its changes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was my first time playing, so it's it's one of my yep. favorite games. So one of the actually. best game series of all time. It is hands Easy. down. Yeah, hands mm-hmm. down. But again, back to Deathloop to kind of bring it to a close. They took like a bunch of different um, environments. They put them together. They gave you very likable characters with very great back and forths. Um, and between Colt and Juliana, and it just somehow was able to do what it set out to do. And for different players, it's going to elevate. For different players, it's not, because obviously it has its own share of flack. But I don't think it should be a game of the year. I was, um, I was not going to put it like first in a shared group. Or in like, um, you know, if I was even going like award ceremony, ceremony, but as far as like where Craig C squared lies, I think it did better for me. Than, it's, your fa- it's your favorite game you played this year. It's right? my favorite game yeah. I played this year. My favorite. Um, I think like, obviously I didn't beat it. Right. Um, but I played a decent amount of it. And to me, it was dishonored as a loop game in the seventies is how I saw it. And like, I'm not a dishonored fan. I've played every single dishonored game wanting to get into it, but I always fall off every single mm-hmm. time. And that's why I wasn't hyped up for death loop at all. Cause when they first announced it, I was like, Oh, that's people who do dishonored. I never finished those games. And then the 10,000 hours of previews that we got on this game, I was like, Oh, it looks like dishonored. Then everybody was like, man, this is game of the year game of the year. That's all you heard for a while. So when I finally play it, I'm like, it's dishonored in the seventies in a time loop game. That's what I'm getting. Like it's the same, same gunplay, same, um, to a certain extent, like you get like certain powers, like you do in dishonored Mm -hmm. that almost work the same. Um, so to me, I was like, they just took dishonored and we're like, well, every, what's super popular right now is time-based games. Let's make a time-based game. We already have the dishonored engine. Let's do that. And then they know how to tell a story. I'll give them that. I thought that Colt was obnoxious, but that's just me. Um, I, d- I just did not care for him that much. Um, there was moments where I was like, it was pretty funny, but as a whole, I was not a fan. But I know you're not the only one who's like, this is the best game, of my favorite game that I've played all year. So I have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't that's for me. Yeah. <laughs> and Barry didn't even see the need to touch it, so... You can like borrow my copy, Barry. <laughs> like the plague. He avoided it for whatever. I didn't avoid it. I gave it a fair shot. He did give it a fair <laughs> shot, Barry. I gave it like eight hours. That's like half, right? Yeah. So I may have missed some stuff. If I would actually finish it, maybe I'm like, never mind. You know what I mean? But from what I played, I was just like, I can't 
I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't so, want to do it. Yeah. So like it, it does pick up because like everything happens differently in different times of day. That's the enticing thing. Mm -hmm. So like if you go to one section during the morning, there's going to be a cluster of enemies in specific sections that patrol. When you go in the afternoon, something completely different is happening. So like there's like a morning, afternoon, noon and night. So like one area, not to spoil anything, will have like nobody there in the morning. And then in the afternoon, you could see them getting ready for something. So there's more of a cluster like going and doing things, but still patrolling. And then in noon, like things are really hyping up in that area. And then at night, there's fireworks. Mm -hmm. So like if you go to an area at a specific time, you're altering like what you see. So you can do different combinations. Like I'm going to a here in the morning and b in the afternoon and c at night all right that didn't work all right so i'm going to go to a at the afternoon i'm going to change like you change what you do yeah and you learn more about who you're supposed to kill where they are you learn how to kill them without even being there because there's certain sections you can't kill all six people in five different time frames if they're not all in the same area so the idea is to group people and find out how to group them together so that you're like killing people either in one time frame without doing something, killing people off screen. Like there's like a whole detective work mm -hmm. thing going where all of a sudden you have to alter exactly. And to do your one run, like your finishing game run perfectly, you have to really in the game without looking stuff up, obviously do the research of who is supposed to be where, because there's somebody that, like you can't kill in, until you are in a specific time frame. There's one person that like doesn't leave their area at all mm -hmm. unless you do something like, you know, so like that's the that's the thrill is like, OK, I learned this about this person. I learned this about this person. Colt saves it in a nice little notebook in case you forget because you we have to turn off the game. Mm -hmm. And then you come back with your cool guns. Juliana is not a thing unless you have a human playing juliana she's not a thing you figure out how to just spam her real quick and kill her she comes in mostly with a sniper rifle when she tries to kill you and you find out how to dodge her because she walks around like a very a little bit smarter but a more but still dumb gonna say it again golden eye-esque bot mm -hmm. so like you find out how to kill her um very easily if she's just if you're not using human players to invade you but like there's like a method and that's the addicting part. It's like, how do I get this? How do I do this all in one run? You know, like, and, and a different from Returnal doing a one run or any one run type of game vibe. That's my argument. I can go on. You guys can clearly <laughs> tell that this was- You like it. it, it I like the game. I'm a, I'm... Am I, I'm, so Barry, like I'm completely alone on Ratchet and Clank then? Like the thing is, is Ratchet and Clank, is, Ratchet and Clank is my eleven. Um, right. if, if I were to, if I were to put it in the list, it would just have to be added underneath it. Like Ratchet and Clank, I find is a very spectacular Ratchet and Clank game, mm -hmm. but I don't it's the first like one I've ever changed. finished ever. Okay. So it, yeah. it's a bit, it's a bit different. It's almost yeah. like, cause I let kind of the high of Resident Evil Village get to me, mm -hmm. um, in a way where Ratchet and Clank, I have beat the other ones and it's a really, it's one of the best Ratchet and Clank games that has come out, but it did not uh how do i how do i put the word um how do i put the phrase i guess in this case it didn't expand it for me it didn't do anything crazy it just did its formula to a t and did it very well um 
that's kind of how I feel about Ratchet and Clank is that it is one of the best Ratchet and Clank games. Um, it's just that I finished Ratchet and Clank games before I finished most of them, to be fair. And like with that being said, I was just like, OK, like it's a really good Ratchet and Clank game at the end. It wasn't something that I needed to. So like it wasn't something I love, loved. It wasn't this game breaking thing for me. So Deathloop at five. Yeah, we can put we can put Deathloop <laughs> in like in okay. this because in the conversation. What's the what's the five? Give them to me, Barry. What's the Halo five? Infinite? Yeah. Deathloop. <laughs> okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Village. Mm-hmm. Tales of Arise. Now this Tales of Arise top five. Th- th- this is gonna that this is where like I'd be like, you know what? Tales should probably go at five here. Um is it a top five? What? For for me for me it's for me it's three. I love Tales of Arise. Where's it uh, on mine? It's uh, eight, nine, nine. Sorry, I can't I can't count. It's nine. Okay. Yeah, and sorry, for you, yeah, for you have Craig, you have it at. When I adjusted what I did, mm-hmm. I ended up putting Tales at five behind. It takes two. Okay. All right. I mean, we but could, that's if, why I'm thinking Tails is a five. Tails is five, and like I'm okay with that. <laughs> I can live with Tails at five, honestly. We have that's our fair. first lock. We yes. have it. It's lock deadlocked. It. It's, All right, I'm not. Gonna it's written in stone. <laughs> <laughs> so Tails at five. All right. Tails. So at then five. we have Deathloop, Halo, Guardians, Resident Evil, Village. Yeah. Okay. So. Now here. Yeah, this, it, this is, is where things are going to get our, interesting. Our Halo, <laughs> our Resident Evil, Halo, and Guardians better than Deathloop. Resident, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Guardian, Guardians, yes. I agree. Um, I can't honestly go to sleep tonight if I made an argument for Guardians <laughs> not being better than as much as I love it. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about either Halo or Deathloop at four, then. Essentially. Okay. I want to hear, like, a Halo argument, though, because I feel like I just, like, talk the ear off on my soapbox. Give me that that argument, Barry. Okay, right, here we go. I've, (laughs) like, you you guys don't know this, but I have a literally an entire, like, four-paragraph essay on why Halo is, why (laughs) Halo is is where it is for me. But I'm not going to read that word for word here. With Halo, like contrary to what like Craig said there, we did not know what we were getting with Halo. We mm-hmm. saw that gameplay and how pissed everybody was at how I didn't Halo think it was looked. bad. I didn't that, think so either. That first, uh, but that first footage. I, yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. it, that that was the public's opinion. I was like, maybe it's the streaming. That was the mm-hmm. issue there. I don't know. But they took an entire year to get it fixed, but then didn't show anything afterward literally left us like to hang in a way where did they fix it? Was it going to be good? And um, how was it going to live up to expectations? Halo Infinite has the very hard responsibility of trying to tie up the storyline of four and five, because to be fair, five is a mess and Halo uh, and four and Halo Wars. Like mm-hmm. they want this all encompassing like story that needed to be wrapped up within four individual games that some were made by different studios and have completely different ways that their stories were supposed to tie in or end. And 
with that, Halo succeeds in gameplay. It does, and to be fair, this is Halo's first attempt at open world. Does open world better than Far Cry that's been doing it for six iterations. Yes. Yeah. Does, yeah. And, yes. And I think that's to be heavily applauded there. Um, the way they do it, like with, like not only do you get like, yes, the, the easy grunts, but they mix that in with harder enemies as well as you go along. And it's not just the same guy with a tinfoil hat at level 60. It's a it is a different alien with harder armor. And that's what tells you that this is supposed to be difficult. And that is also to be applauded in the way they do the gameplay there. Secondly, um, the the grappling hook. Who would have thought that one little thing adds so much to to a game and makes traveling an open world so fun? It almost feels like the Halo developers, when making this, were playing a mixture of like an old Far Cry game uh, for the open world inspiration. Doom, I would say, with the mm. grappling hook and how it adds to its uh, how it adds to the flow of combat. And then three, you know, it took its general like shooting gameplay by on its own and kind of combined it into what, you know, Halo Infinite is. And while Halo isn't as fast as Doom is, um, there are times where when you're clearing out a base or in some of the story missions and you're just like picking up weapons, you throw something at somebody, you take a grenade, throw it at another person, you grab a gun and you're shooting someone else like the when you're in the flow of of Halo, it does it spectacularly and it draws you in better than any of the other games. Um, I feel on this list in a way. And for me, Halo at least deserves two or three because of how it does that. The story in the beginning is a mess. But the mm-hmm. moment you hit, I believe, like, I personally believe it's like kind of the 60%. I'd say, Craig, I'm like, it's either 60 or 70% yep. of the game. Once you get through it, that first big area. Yeah. Once you get through you, there. It really starts to hit its stride with the story and makes you want to do the things for the story. And that that for me like halo was like one of my most surprising games of the year because not only was it halo is sort of a comfort food in a way with halo 3 but it, and to be fair the reason it doesn't deserve to be higher is because i don't like the multiplayer um i find halo's multiplayer boring i find the lack of feedback to be there but that's why i believe like halo belongs at three and I'm almost judging Halo on its campaign alone, where I know yeah, many yeah, people yeah. love the love the multiplayer, but it's just not for me. Um, I'm trying to consider the the grander spectrum of things. Yeah, the multiplayer has been pretty dominant since it came out, right? Like yeah. a lot of people are playing it. I think, I mean, for me, when they showed that first trailer two years ago, right? And then I didn't think it looked terrible, but then it went away for a year. And we spent that whole year on these podcasts being like, it better be good at this point because (laughs) it was supposed to come out when the console came out Mm -hmm. and Microsoft doesn't have a console selling game yet. There's a lot of expectations and I think they hit all of them. Um, The grappling hook, like you said, is phenomenal, almost to a fault where you don't use any of the other powers. Yeah, because I didn't. I just stuck with the grappling hook the whole time. There is that point, like, obviously everybody knows my, the second Doom I didn't like, but that first Doom, like like you said, going around and clearing out a room feels good. 
there's that point in Halo where for me it was like near the end of the game when I'm going in the room and like I specifically remember like using a sniper rifle. So I like shoot two people right away, throw a grenade, switch to the battle rifle. I'm clearing people out. My battle rifle runs out of ammo. And then I use my grappling hook to pick a gun up from the other <laughs> side of the room, bring it back to me to get it. And like, it just felt like, felt like you're in like an action movie. Right. And where you're just like, man, this is so smooth. Didn't even realize I could pick up guns with it. Just happened to miss my grappling hook and it snagged it and brought it back to me. I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. And I'm like 15 hours in. Should have thought about that, but I didn't. <laughs> um, I really liked the story. I thought it was good. It is super confusing at the beginning. No idea what's going on for like the first five or six hours. They try to explain it to you, but there's so many names, so many different types of species. You know, I don't even know what's going on. I'm just playing and clearing out, uh, you know, and like. I remember us talking and being like, I don't know if I'm actually going to do all the side quests. I'm going to get tired of them. I did all of them. I don't know if you did, Barry, but like I cleared everything out. I almost mm. did. Mm. Um, due to due to like for me, I just wanted to get the story done. So I had mm. impressions on it. Um, but I, I am going to go back into that world and I'm going to enjoy playing around. There's just a, something so satisfying about like being in one of those like stuck rooms where you're low on health. You use your grappling hook to like either get behind cover Yep. Or at some points too, like there's an enemy at the can with a cannon at the other side of the room. You get close enough to just kind of almost like get behind him, throw throw a grenade, take the plasma cannon, detach it, and just start mowing people down. And that's mm -hmm. you know there, there's the fun of it, which is why like for me, you know we're talking about it for, for Deathloop Five Halo, or sorry sorry three, three. Halo. Three. Yeah, um, I specifically remember too when watching the trailers for this game and specifically thinking in my head, one, I don't want a grappling hook in Halo. That sounds stupid. Two, why would you ever do a Halo open world? That sounds idiotic. And both of those things worked. <laughs> like it took me like two hours into the game and being like, I'm totally okay with this being open world. Why wasn't Halo open world from the beginning? It just makes sense. That's a credit to them for nailing that because yeah. I mean, grappling yeah. hooks make their way into a lot of games now, or at least mm -hmm. more games. And the fluidity of that grappling hook is fantastic and mm -hmm. it really makes you feel like again like you're in an action movie um and it's like if you would have told anybody like you know you guys are saying if you would have told anybody in the last like 10 years if like an open world halo would be actually like would work yeah they tell you to go jump off a bridge like you know it, it's just, just it like, sounds like tacked on you know what i mean like yeah. you don't need it mm-hmm yeah, and it sounds like, yeah, like when these games try to like reinvent themselves and so to speak, it sounds like one of those ploys, but no, <laughs> like they, they nailed it and they, they nailed it better than any Far Cry could ever could, ba Barry, you are correct. Like Except maybe Far Cry 3. To me, that is like oh, the yeah. epitome of open world, in my opinion, but this is close. I think I agree with you, Barry, though. I think this goes at three. Yeah. Deathloop at four. Yeah, really I'm the only thing. That. Yeah, really the I only thing I have to say this. about like <laughs> the only thing I really have to say about Halo it, like with the open world portion of things is I do wish it did have more of a change up in, in environment wise where it would have been nice to see a snowy section with Master Chief, you know, walking through snow, seeing his footsteps in the snow, um, it's snowing on enemies or like snow based enemies, I think would have been cool. Um, like hiding and stuff, but that, you know, that's could be for the next game. Yeah. You know, they're, they, 
uh, no, I won't say anything else because that I guess that would almost be spoilers in a way. Oh, there's going to be more for sure. Well, yeah, there's going to be more. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. just don't want to spoil maybe where they take the next. Um, yeah. The next yeah. I mean, you have that whole Halo ring to explore and they only did a tiny, tiny section of one. Yeah, maybe and I there's... eventually get my snow. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. All right. Lock them in, Barry. Four and three. Done. Sealed and written in stone. One and two. One and two here. All right. So one and two is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and um, Resident Evil. Now, to be <laughs> fair, I didn't. Uh, who would have thought that like the, the surprise for me on this list is Guardians, uh, yeah. of course. Yeah. Um, I have it as Guardians 2 evil three but i the sorry one i don't know why i keep counting down <laughs> um the only the only reason i actually have those two at one and two is because guardians at two it didn't ship out in the greatest state there were yeah. bugs to start mm-hmm. off with there were times where props wouldn't disappear from my screen there were times where enemies would get caught up on ledges and i'd have to completely reconstruct a ba- uh, like restart a battle Mm-hmm. because like they wouldn't come far enough in it and in in a way i really wish i felt like a, a more powerful member of the team at star lord like as star lord you find yourself relying on your teammates a lot to like get stagger damage and even when you do get stagger damage you're ordering gamora to finish to finish them off um I, I, I do I do wish that Star Lord felt stronger in that game. He's uh, where is he? I mean, in all honesty, though, in in the movies and comics, right? I I would say he is the least powerful out of all of them. He's yeah, just a, yeah, he's just a human. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I guess that's that's just my gripe with it. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's storytelling is fantastic. Yeah, it and is. Guardians. Guardians does a lot to write what Avengers should have been. And like, that's, that's something that hopefully, you know, crystal dynamics takes into account if, or in square Enix in general, when they decide to do the next Marvel thing, because we, they really can't afford another Avengers in that way. Whereas with village that game pretty much shit. I I didn't have a single problem. I don't believe Mm -hmm. with, with village at all. Uh, Technically sound, and compared to Star Lord being weak, Ethan <laughs> is technically the most powerful person you've ever been in control of. Yeah. No. Who needs hands? In a way, right. yeah. Who who <laughs> needs hands? And when you can just like literally attach it, just you know, oh yeah, yeah, put my hand back, sure. Yeah, I mean he's I'm weak. He's weak it. in mind, but yes. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> we had to go with any of his weaknesses. We did get the weakest explanation as to why he can do that, though. Yeah. Right. It's the mold. He's a mold monster. And has been for yeah. some time. Okay. <laughs> but at that point, like you're so bought into Resident Evil just does whatever it wants and you just chalk it up to like it's just being Resident Evil that you just yeah. accepted it at the end. You're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Obviously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Resident Evil. Yeah, of course he's mold. Why yeah, wouldn't he be? <laughs> that's not the first time they've done. Yeah, they definitely yeah. just do whatever. And you're just like, yep. well, it has Resident Evil like on the yep. tag. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Like, do, do either of you guys have like an argument for Guardians to be to, to be number one? And I get it's the biggest surprise of the entire like list here for me. Is I think it's, it's being... I think it's closer than you think. Probably. Yeah. To be fair, I think I think Guardians is a better story easily 
easily. I don't even oh, think definitely. like it's not even close. Um, Resident Evil as a game is better, right? Like nothing will ever be more satisfying to me than the inventory screen in a Resident Evil game. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Moving stuff around to make stuff fit is the most satisfying thing in the world. It's unpacking. The sounds, the sounds in Resident Evil have always been the most satisfying. Yeah. I don't know why. Like unlocking design, doors. Yeah. Oh my God, it's fantastic. Um, it's definitely the better game. For sure. I just think that I think it's close. I'm having a hard time picking between the two because there are some letdowns in Resident Evil, sp- particularly Fishman. Oh, my God. Which is coming off of the heels of the best area in the game yes. that Barry blocked out of his memory. Um, <laughs> I was forced trauma. to relive it the other night. <laughs> yes, you really? Yeah. Craig was going through highlights. Craig Craig was going through highlights of Resident Evil, and I had to relive the child again. Man, I think it's super close, but I think that section right there puts it above for me just because you're playing this, like, in your mind, it's a Resident Evil game. You know what you're doing. You're going into the next section fully stocked up and loaded, and I think, Barry, you streaming it when you got to that point was, like, the best possible where you go into that house, and you're like, yeah, this is scary, but, like, I got my guns. I'm good. And then they just take them. Yep. And you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And it just completely puts you in a different mindset. Like all of a sudden you're playing PT, right? And you're like, oh boy, this is not good. Like, I don't like not having guns. I don't know what that sound is. That sounds like a baby. I hate it. Like all of us, I think we're like, I hate this part. I oh, don't yeah. want to play this. I, get me out of here. But it's the, when you're done, you look back at it. You're like, that might be the coolest gaming moment of the year. Yeah. For at least for me, it is. No, that's a good point because like Mm -hmm. when you get in that elevator after that part for the people that haven't like fully Mm -hmm. played that part yet, it's the most satisfying thing when you go up one level and get out of that scenario and you're like, Holy cow. And like the boss, like difficulty wise in that area is underwhelming, but it's still a cool part. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I mean, it did throw people for a loop. Some like multiple, multiple people did die like mm-hmm. like trying to do that because you have to just like really think and find what you're looking for i'm really trying hard not to spoil it it's fine it's um, been out for a while it has, it has been out for a while <laughs> it has um but when you think about it and this is a weird argument because guardians had a fantastic story as we have noted but it was a lot of the same thing you would go back to the ship you would go to a different planet the planets did alter Mm-hmm. and change that was the nice thing but there was an algorithm where it's just like one or two chapters or usually one you would go back to the ship get on the mantis or or whatever and then you would do what you need to do and then you would talk to the map the 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 um you know like drax or you would talk to um whomever gamora and then you would go to the next objective so there was like the linear aspect was fine and both games are quite linear like Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny there's not really a insane open world game in the top two which is nice it's actually kind of refreshing um because of how many open world games come out but resident evil like with the second section with the first section that everybody gushed over we all know Mm-hmm. And with the third section that everybody wished they never had to play to get to the rest of the game. Yeah, but I mean, I even like the fourth section and they were all so different, like really different, like, like really changing it up. 
And it kept the game quite fresh, even though you had to go keep going back to the village as a central hub to get what you needed to get and to do. And I think that that's what kind of is like a check mark in village first, but you know, like mm-hmm. it kind of gives me a village check, but there's still, there's obviously checks that we can go guardians wise, um, you know, uh, but it's a hard choice. Um, I know how the game affected the three of us because we we talked about that game a lot. Um, Guardians was talked about a lot. So, I mean, it's it's kind of tough. Uh, I don't know which way to, which way to lean. <laughs> like yeah, the more we talk about it, the more I the more I try to remember like, you know, Guardians was like a, a lot of fun. They're really I if for Guardians for me, I really enjoyed like almost all of that game where like Resident Evil did have like the fish section that wasn't fun at all that I didn't really enjoy. So luckily it's not very long. Yeah, luckily it's not long. Yeah. Um, So so I'm just I'm just trying to think because like at that point, you know, Resident Evil story is shorter than Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy does tend to keep hold i also just think guardians of the galaxy like look wise i think i enjoyed that game look wise a lot more mm. but that might be because it changes planets it changes scenery like we go i i get my snow level um uh, you do in guardians yeah. i you know you get like this there's snow in village yeah um. yeah there is there is <laughs> there is snow in the village you're not wrong um but yeah like I I do feel like Guardians of the Galaxy's like worlds do change the flavor enough where it's never boring. And I never regretted being in a certain planet or anything like that. I would say that. Obviously, man, the house level in uh, Resident Evil was my favorite moments of the year. Yeah, I also really enjoyed um, in Guardians of the Galaxy when you go into and I'm blanking on her name but the girl's head with like the birthday section you know what i'm talking oh, about yeah, yeah. for her mom yeah where you have to go back yeah. in there and kind of talk her out of it and talk her to her senses i thought that was done very well yeah like that, um, ma- that matriarch part yeah like i thought that was cool um but there really there really only is what like maybe four or five different enemy types and guardians right they were essentially, essentially yeah. it's the yeah, same the, enemies the whole sniper. yeah the enemies are bland you're not wrong yeah, yeah I, it's I, just I do the same thing over and over again but and it's a testament to how good the story is that you're like you know what i am fighting the same thing for 20 hours but like the story is so good that i don't really mind um and the banter's good i don't know i think i go resident evil now that i think about it more yeah, the banter is the best part of Guardians of the Galaxy. Them mm-hmm. talking as you're moving through the level and just on the ship is one of the best parts of the game besides the visuals. Hands well, down. Well, I think what you're I think you're underestimating Scarlet Nexus's banter. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We don't need to go to the hangout and talk to people. It's dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, they had they that was like some of the best part of the game. Rocket got a little bit too much for me, but that's fine. Yep. Rocket Rocket yep. is supposed to be. That's his character. It was still too much, though. At, was, at, at a certain point, you're like, all right, I get it. You're upset. But can you just come back so we can finish this game, please? Yeah. And <laughs> and they did cram a lot of, well, not cram, but they 
try to fit in an individual moment with each team member where you had to bring them out of either a deep depression or yeah. like a real life threat. You know, there was the Drax part, which no spoilers, but the Drax part. That's what I'm just yep. going to say. There's a Drax part. And Drax part's really cool. You had it to is. emotionally bring Rocket to a state of, of uh, at least focus, mm-hmm. you know, for everything going on. And they gave Gamora like a five minute part where like you find yeah. out something about her that you might not have known, depending on how much you know of the lore. It's there's different things, you know, and they throw in, you know, a bunch of different people as well. Like, uh, what is it? Lady Hellbender was, mm-hmm. was nice. Um, Mantis, I, did like, I thought her character design Mantis was, was excellent. Her yep. character design was excellent. She looked great. Um, but then, you know, the characters in in village were also a spectacle as well themselves. Um, I mean, who could forget the witches? Yeah. You know, not just the, yeah. not just Barry the daughter. Can't. Yeah, Barry can't. I can't. <laughs> yeah, Barry can't. Like, I think what's funny about the initial, like, reaction to that is people were just upset that that part was over. That's it. Yeah. They, yeah. they were upset. And just like that, Craig, your mic has died as you were making that, that speech there. <laughs> that is. You did. That is it's poetic. Okay. Switch. Wait. There you go. Wait, You're good. You. Got it. We can hear you again. Oh, wow. But if, was... if you could reiterate that, because like I could tell that was yep. it. it was, You'll it never was... be able to make that point ever yeah. again. People, like, people I were was... just upset that that part was over. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. People were mad that it was shown a lot in the gameplay. It was shown a lot in the trailer. And we all, some of us maybe thought that that was the like overlying aspect of the game. Like that was the main antagonist. I thought it was the whole game. I thought yeah. you were in that, that castle, the whole game. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is it was a beautiful part. I like everybody else was upset. It was over and surprised at how mm-hmm. quickly the castle part went. Even if you played it and died a lot, like it was a very quick part, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. But the, the character design between the witches, um, between the second part that we obviously three revere in different ways. Barry reveres in a different way than Craig and I does mm-hmm. um, and is traumatized. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's just like a, a, a different like a, a difference maker on that side. So like. As we're talking more, like I'm kind of leaning towards Village. I think I just told myself that I wouldn't say Village because it seems like a cop out in a way because Village was just, it was just overall a good game. It was overall like it, it, sometimes it didn't, it didn't feel like it transcended itself to a number one, but here we are talking about it versus Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, um, even though it's on my number, my, my top 10 list. I don't know if you guys feel that way about certain like very popular games, but like, I almost feel like it's, I think, I think part of me just feels like I, like we, we, like you want to choose like an indie game, like, you know, like just out of nowhere, (laughs) you're like, you guys didn't play this one. It's game of the year, you know, not resident evil that they spent a lot of money on and had a team and such, you know? Yeah. Whereas for guardians, we were not hyped for that at all. Mm -mm. Uh, We thought it was going to suck. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and like, that's going to be the thing about it. And the thing I'm trying to decide in my head is does Guardians of the Galaxy being the surprise that it is leaps it over? Does it leap over village in that particular aspect? Because 
uh, it was, you know, uh, according to all accounts, we all, you know, I personally, and I know Craig did as well, expected Guardians to suck because mm-hmm. of how Square Enix fumbled the ball with Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Guardians of the Galaxy is a no frills, you know, there's no paid DLC cosmetic stuff that you need to have for it. And neither is Village, but Village had the hype. Village had you know village had had the momentum for it to be big and it was it fulfilled that mm-hmm. where guardians was this surprise for me because the story was so good and then you know yeah the enemies leave more to be desired i wish the game was a bit of a bit more finished state than others but you know i thought i was really surprisingly drug in by the story and you know um star lord's like past like his mom section i i thought was really good that was yeah. um, there with what the whole matriarch does with eat with all of them with 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 Star Lord and his mom with um, with the kid and her mom like it, yeah it's I, I've and I'm also trying to find a way to separate the fact that I played Village on stream and <laughs> that know, was part of the experience for you though exactly yeah if if but, you wouldn't have streamed that game you would not have played it. You're right? probably right. You yeah. wouldn't have even no. touched it. <laughs> I, uh, maybe I would have tried it. Um, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You I, I won't the count it out it. all the way. But because, would, like, would have you finished it, though, if you didn't stream it? I don't think you would have. Yeah, you're probably right. But And, and that's <laughs> the tough thing for me because I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy so much where, yeah, it, with Village, I probably would not have finished it had I not had to stream it or mm-hmm. promised myself I would. And at the mm-hmm. end of it, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Uh, of course, because I love the game so much. But does that affect my ranking in a personal way is what I'm trying to leave out of it as someone who is trying to review these games based on the game itself and not so much my experience with said game. Well, you know what? If we could be fair about the enemies in Guardians, it was kind of cookie cutter in Village, too. Yeah. You yeah. had werewolves. You had until werewolves. you got to the fourth section. Well, yeah. Yeah. That was the that was honestly is where you really got to like have different enemy types. I think you had more because the first section was the vampires, right? The mm-hmm. ladies. Second section was werewolves. Then you get uh third section. I mean, it was a baby. Um, fourth <laughs> section is when you get like the crazy, like almost Those things were uh, cool. cyber, not cyber, steampunk zombies. Yeah, um, they, were, they were really cool. Yeah. But the werewolves were there. You saw them a lot because you were constantly going back to the village. Yeah, and they had they had the werewolf. Um, I forget what his name was. You fight him eventually, but he was mm-hmm. like the leader, and you yeah, had to fight him one. in the beginning, and then you eventually had to fight him like later. So yep. there's that. But I mean, you could argue. I mean, that the game had both games had a similar amount of enemy types because I mean, in Guardians, you had those enemies that you fought like in the beginning, like like just like flora and fauna, yeah, kind of thing. But then there was like Nova Corp. But like yeah. not to ruin anything, but Nova Corp not acting like they should. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then basically every enemy was not acting like they should. Yeah, the but parasites. Were... Yeah. 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 So it was like, I mean, you're not gonna get an RPG amount of different enemies in those type of games. But no. like both of them, like if we're having an argument like that, I mean, they had a similar number. 
of of like of different enemies to kind of like even each other out. Yeah, and Scarlet Nexus had probably more enemies Stop. than any of them. Stop. Um, yeah, I mean, as much as I was annoyed with Rocket in Guardians and like his arc, um, the the section near the end when he goes in the water to save everybody, yeah, that yeah. Just made me tear up a little bit. I know. So I was like, this man overcame his fears because of his his love for everybody and like that was like for me where i would kind of sat back and i was like man this game managed to capture what we usually get from marvel movies and put it into a marvel game yeah. in a game we did not expect to be good at all when they first threw that trailer up for guardians of the galaxy one it came out of nowhere and two i think every single person went why why yeah. are you making this game what no but it ended up being exceptionally good but also resident evil didn't win anything this year at all yeah it won nothing right like i can't think of a single thing it won i don't think it did and i, I, and I hate the fact that it didn't you know yeah but... and when we played this game back in march or whatever all of us i think were thinking like man this is going to win a ton of awards this year it yeah. has to and then you get to the end of the year and everybody forgot about it which is kind of upsetting you know like they shouldn't have forgot about it yeah, like I know, like the the standard awards are a little convoluted. People don't mm -hmm. really have a lot of trust. It's like the same way people have a lack of trust in the Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Um, it's surprising that Village didn't win anything. Very surprising. Um, yep. And, well, I guess uh, what's her name did win best performance, right, at the Game Awards. Oh yes, yeah, uh, she that, did. That's the only thing I that I know of that the game won. Lady D got an award, but no, yeah. no other Resident Evil thing did. <laughs> yeah, true. And, and how interesting, you know, um, with that. But I mean, I'm flip flopping back and forth. You gentlemen look like you're flip flopping, flip flip flopping back and forth as well. It's uh, it's tough. There's checks and boxes for either game. Mm -hmm. um, Guardians was honestly like the biggest surprise in and out of the two specifically um and both you, you could talk about like multiple things i don't know how we figure out a way to ground ourselves onto one do we just like go down the line and just say all right story check on this one like you know like characters yeah. check on this one because there's points to be made and both are in the arguments. I didn't think it'd be this hard, to be fair. Barry, let me let me end this right here. You ready? I'm gonna end yeah. the discussion. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was kind of that was kind of creepy. That was kind of creepy. I hope you know you just gave like PTSD to like all the listeners too. Yeah. It's so traumatized. It was meant for me, but you'll. I just I ended it. I ended the discussion right there. Number one. We're we saying village. <laughs> Come on, Barry. <laughs> you know that pushed it into number one for that you. That was a baby argument. Yeah, it's the yeah, baby it's maybe the... argument. <laughs> am I? Am I really gonna? I was gonna say, do I really want to give? I said village number one to begin with. One. You did. But it wasn't because of a baby. I want to make that clear. I just well, wanted I... you to remember the fear that was behind your eyes when you were hiding under that bed and how yeah. good it was. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Here's the question. Uh, if Village does make number one, do we send some type of trophy to the team so they can win yes. something else? Because they should have won something besides besides tallest, most awesome, awesome whichever. Like, yes. you know, like it's true. We could send we could get like one of those uh like little statues and engrave their names on it and send it out to them. Yeah. We can make like a crystallized torso. And of the baby, put, of the baby, and then etch all their <laughs> names in there, and then maybe they'll sell it or keep it till the end of the game, like my wife told me to do. Like <laughs> instead of selling the crystallized stuff, we, we could, it'll be the statue will be half the baby, and the other half just Barry's face when he was playing that section. There we go, and we'll send it off. There we go. There we go. We won't forget that 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 time. <laughs> no, Barry. we won't. I'll never forget it. Yeah, it and I'll great. hate the fact that Twitch ended it. Uh, yeah, they deleted it. It doesn't even exist that. anymore. Oh, Can't that's find it. I hate it. We should have saved it. We didn't even think about it until it was gone. So that's on us. Because that was like prime internet material there. Yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> a good time. Ventilating portion. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, I guess like both of I, I feel bad almost for Guardians because both of these games deserve it. Guardians, of course, the most surprising and Village, the more successful or I yeah. guess the more like fulfilled its purpose or fulfilled mm-hmm. its hype away true but okay if two guardians of the galaxy number one is that is that what you want to do did you hear the breath if we're all if we're all there let's i think it's i do think it's resident evil personally all right that's just me one for resident evil (laughs) and then resident evil all the round we finally have our winner set in stone where we have Number five, Tales of Arise. Mm-hmm. Number four, Deathloop. Yes. Number three, <laughs> so Halo Infinite. Number two, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And one, Resident Evil Village, which I'm sort of surprised that we there was a fight so hard to get Guardians yeah. number one. But we and we I will get there. Wait, who made who made Ratchet and Clank? Was it Insomniac? Yes, it was Insomniac. Yeah. All right, I will apologize to Insomniac now that they I did not get them in the top five, but I'm sure they will be there for. Aren't they making Wolverine? Yeah, they are. Oh yeah, yeah they so are. So it'll, it'll be up there for that, I'm sure. Most anticipated Ins- Insomniac got future. a lot with, for yeah. Spider Man, so they yeah, they they've true. been they have been true. dwelling in it as well. <laughs> All and right. Well, no, I'm not giving any props whatsoever to Scarlet Nexus. Get out of here. But it's an original idea. No, <laughs> it is. It's the best sports game of the year. <laughs> Gosh, get it out! All it's right. In the past, um, I don't ever want to hear Scarlet Nexus again, Barry. All right, if if we all can, uh, let's not blow out our microphones, but kind of clap claps. for Resident Evil Village. Yes. You know, golf claps. Soft claps. We, Soft claps. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit a bunch of claps in here. Yes. Uh, for that, but. Resident Evil Village, you you served your purpose in scaring the heck out of me, and also just for giving me an unforgettable time. So yeah, I, yep. I'll give it to Resident Evil Village. But you know, with this coming to the end of our game of the year discussion, listener, what was your game of the year? Feel free to message us at any of the social media platforms that we run, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or email us at highsensitivitypodcast@gmail.com. At what a transition. I, I can't believe I just did that all in one take. I'm so proud nice. of myself. But 
yeah, uh, if you liked it or if you guys agree or hate the fact that Scarlet Nexus didn't get number one on your list, please email us because just maybe, just maybe just you can maybe. get Craig to put it at number one nope. at the end of it. Uh, he yeah. just has to play it on mute or something like that. <laughs> Spam and the A button to get through the conversations. Is exactly. <laughs> but, you know, with that, at this end of a very long podcast session, thank you guys for listening. Craig Squared. Thank you so much for coming on. Your third opinion was valued very much here. Thank you. And I know how much work we all put into the game of the week, game of the year stuff this time around. And I'm happy, happy we did it. Happy how it's turned out. And, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, who makes, uh, Resident Evil, uh, it's, just, it's the res Capcom. Yeah, that's a Capcom. I guess a wait for your trophy in the mail. If you could put yeah. us on the box, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, some sort of, press for giving you game of the year even though you're probably going to get some other types of awards um <laughs> you win it at our book and yeah. that's the one book that matters